Welcome to Trove Talk, your weekly gaming and getting to know you podcast. I'm your host, Trevor Starkey from trevortrove.com. And joining me tonight, I have Lauren Wilson. How are you doing, Lauren? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing all right. So for those of you that, uh, for, for those of the audience that don't know Lauren, uh, uh, who are you? What do you do? Where can people find you? Um, give the whole, like, spiel. Whole spiel. Okay. I'm Lauren. Um, I go by, I think, a different name on every single uh, social media, so that's I, always incredibly helpful. I can appreciate uh, that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's just Beasley Tweets, which is in Trevor's tweet, and that's all you really need to know. Um, <laughs> um, I am a production coordinator over for Legendary Digital Networks, which is a subsidy of Legendary Pictures, and more specifically, I work for Nerdist and Geek and Sundry on their new um, like exclusive service. It's called Project Alpha plug projectalpha.com man it's five dollars a month or fifty dollars a link year in the link in the <laughs> but um i do two shows for that psychic with matt myra and uh a show called mothership so one of them being live and another being uh, uh live to tape so great it's fun um, times i'm sure we will discuss that a little bit more in our in our uh, in our getting to know you topic uh yeah. later on in the show um, and then, uh, so we we know each other through the kind of funny community, as uh, as pretty mm-hmm. much all of my guests have uh, have uh, been on the show at this point. We're the um, best kind of people. Absolutely, <laughs> uh, and you are uh, one of the fellow uh, kind of funny Facebook admins. You also yeah. were the co captain, or are the co captain for the Extra Life team. Correct. Um, yes. Uh, real quick. All these things. How 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 are we doing on the Extra Life? How's uh, how's everything going there? It's great. We are number five. Uh, we've passed eighty thousand dollars, which is crazy because I think last year we only reached uh, fifty five thousand. Um, so, who knew year two could be what math twenty five thousand dollars more than uh, we did last year? So it shows how much the community's growing and is willing to help out and go above and beyond. So. We almost did, because with the kind of funny live stream for their 24 hours, I think we passed like the 55,000 mark within like the first 12 hours of doing it. So that's a sight to behold. (laughs) And we went into it like we went into it pretty high too already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were already like we were already like in the 30s, I think. So we were pumping it out. It was super fun. Lots of people doing early streams and uh, and getting their support in early. Exactly. Exactly. Excellent. Um, so uh, for those of you uh, who've never seen the show before and are jumping in for the first time, maybe because you work with Lauren over at Nerdist. Hi. Welcome. <laughs> welcome to the oh, show. <laughs> uh, uh, Trove Talk we, uh, is, is basically a four-part show. Uh, we start out uh, with Lauren's gaming history. We'll kind of talk through her, uh, her history with video games. Then topic two will be her favorite game. Topic three will be the getting to know you topic, where we talk about something completely outside of the gaming sphere. And topic four, we wrap up with trove topics, which is community questions from uh, from tweets from friends and, and whatnot in the uh, in the Twitter sphere. So without trolls. further ado, f- f- yes, tr- some of some of them being <laughs> trolls, Zyger Zyger one three three seven. So without further ado, Lauren, uh, tell me how you got into gaming. Okay, so my. First ever gaming console was an Intellivision. Um, Ooh, I have whoa. no idea that's, how. That's, nobody has brought yeah. that up yet. <laughs> I have no idea why it's in our house. It's probably still there. Um, I want to say it's on my mom's side, a hand-me-down from there. But, yeah, it was. I couldn't tell you what I played on. I remember a baseball game 
and that's pretty much the only game I remember playing on that thing. But um, it was really cool because I don't know if I mean you guys can Google in television, but the controller's a number pad and like a little circle thing, and so every game would come with like a little thing you can slide into the number pad so that you knew what the controls were. So I just remember like the baseball game and having like that control pad. Um, but yeah, I just remember playing that a ton. Like that was my go-to thing for a long time. But like, um, I had to be super young. I don't even know. But uh, I mean, I, like, that was, I'm pretty sure that's before my time. So yeah, that was it. Came out in 1980. A, a, a so <laughs> and it only sold three million copies or units. So <laughs> so. Again, no idea why it's in our house, but I'm kind of I I should bring it out for Christmas and take a photo of it. But there um, you go. yeah, it'd be fun. See if it still works. <laughs> but um, and then you jump from there to the GameCube or something. Exactly. Like that, right? <laughs> <laughs> Great. I had that for 20 years, and then I was like, oh, PS4 time, I guess. <laughs> but um, no. So I played like on the computer too. Some like I remember doing a lot of SimCity, like SimCity 2000 or whatever number. A uh, classic. Yes, indeed. And but eventually, eventually, one Christmas, my brother and I got an N sixty four with Mario Kart, and I think Snowboard Kids maybe was also. Oh, I love that. Snowboard Kids. I love Snowboard Kids. That is like the only game my parents know how to play, and so every like t- Christmas we pull it out, and my dad plays a specific character, and we'll only play a certain level, and he beats me every time, <laughs> and that's the only time he ever plays a game. Uh, but no, yeah, it's it was, a lot it was of a, fun. It was a standard in our household too. Uh, really? Like my, me, my dad, my sister would play Snowboard Kids. Yeah. Um, uh, and Snowboard Kids too. Yeah, the, Snowboard Kids too. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, I remember one time my dog chewed up the cartridge, <laughs> and that was not good. We went out and got another one, but we would rent a lot of those games too. That was uh, back with renting. Yeah. But yeah, so that's that's kind of been the the it's it's come up a couple times over the over the course of the show so far. Like N sixty four was the prime era for like renting games from like yeah. Blockbuster or Hollywood Video that kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I would also buy games from eBay. I think I only N sixty four was the only time I ever bought anything from eBay. <laughs> um, how, I bought Super Smash Brothers from eBay. It was great. Okay. I, I think I bought that from eBay, and I bought Glover. I think from eBay. Um, but I somehow missed Mario 64. I never played that game. Nice. So well, I got it. I got the like DS version later so that I could redeem myself, but it's uh, okay. Uh, uh, we had a uh, Ben Bellevue on the show last week and he mm-hmm. also had not played Mario 64. Really? He, he did not play the, the 3DS version. He only played yeah. like, uh, it was like he knew that he hadn't played Mario 64 and Ocarina of Time and he played Ocarina yeah. of Time, but he did not, he never played uh, <laughs> Mario 64. Yeah, um, I can't. I can't imagine. Uh, I don't know. I can't imagine playing Ocarina of Time on the DS. Yeah, it seems so weird. It, I don't know. Uh, I refuse. I, <laughs> I, I didn't play either because I was like, I got my fill from them. Yeah, exactly. I Back still in the have day. an N64. I can hook it up if I really want to to, to dive into those. Yeah. Um, but, uh, awesome. Um, yeah, the, uh, in the N64, I did just a lot of like the racing games. Uh, we had Cruising USA, too. Okay. Which did you is have like a race- Adventure Racing? No, I didn't, actually. Uh <sighs> Cruising USA, I'd say my, I tell myself now I don't like racing games. I'm like, I played the crap out of Cruising USA, so maybe I would. I don't know. Um, but we had Zelda, both Majora's Masks and Ocarina of Time. But 
that was more of a game that I watched my brother play the whole time. So, like, to this day, I've never played Majora's Mask, but I can tell you everything that happens in it because I just watched my brother play it through and through. Um, same with Ocarina of Time, but I have played it. I went back and played it uh, eventually. But when I was... Because the N64 came out, like, in 96. So I was, like, four years old. I don't know what year we got it. Um, but <laughs> I always always feel old when I have you, you people always on the feel show. old, yeah. Um, but, so, I... Zelda always seemed like too big of a world for me. Like I was just always too nervous to play it. It seemed really scary, especially like at the end, like the tower and everything. Like I was just like, I could never, like too complex for me. So it was really nice to have my brother uh, play it for me <laughs> in a sense. Okay. So um, what's the, uh, uh, what's the, what's the makeup there? You're like, it's you and your brother. Uh, yeah. It's just me and my brother. And your brother's older. I, I yeah. Presume? My brother is six years older than me. Six years older. Okay. So, yeah, so um, he he had plenty of experience, but I would just, I remember like walking upstairs and always just finding him playing the game. I'd just run up and I'd sit on the couch and just hours just watching. That's all I needed, which is quiet watching. And so, no, it was a lot of fun. I, I actually only recently, uh, maybe back in high school, I probably finally decided to play Ocarina of Time myself because I felt lame, very lame. <laughs> and... It's just, it's hard to, like, actually bring myself to do it because you have that memory of just uh, watching my brother play it, and I didn't really want to change that, Mm -hmm. but I also, I I just needed to experience it myself, I guess. And then I tried to play Majora's Mask, and that's too stressful. I don't like the day thing. I don't like the day thing at all. I I could never get into Majora's Mask because I was like, nope, I don't have the, uh, like, I don't, I like taking my time with games. I don't like a game where I'm forced to, like... And I know there are like I know you can use the the songs and stuff to slow down time or nope. turn yeah. back time or whatever. But I'm like, nope. I, it's still, I just like, like watch the, the clock the whole time. I was like, I can't. I'm like having a heart attack. Like yep. heart's racing. I don't need. Um, that's why I don't do speed runs. I don't need. That's not. That's not. No. What I'm looking for, yeah. Like, in a gaming no experience. speed runs are not needed. <laughs> so, but yeah, those. So those Zelda will always be my favorite franchise uh, because of it. Um, just having those memories every time I play a Zelda game, I think of that time. Um, and I always like would bring, I remember one year, like maybe I was still in college cause I, so I could do this. I brought my Wii U home and I had Wind Waker for it. Okay. And so my brother had never played Wind Waker cause he kind of like after the N64, he just hasn't really done a lot with gaming, but so what a he loser. like, I know. Right. But he would play on the tablet. He thought it was so cool. Like the Wii U tablet, <laughs> everything else. But, it, but it was just again right then and there like i would watch him play wind waker just like when we were little and i was like i love this i can still watch you play i've played the game though before and i've beaten it but i just love seeing him play it for the first time um but yeah so n64 happened then the gamecube i was straight nintendo until this generation i had never played an xbox or a playstation none of those games Mm -hmm. so yeah so i just went from n64 to gamecube um where I played a ton of Tony Hawk Pro Skater 3. Tons okay. of Tony Hawk. It was great. I think that was... And then the Super Smash Brothers, of course. I can't even remember what games I had for GameCube. I remember there was a Shrek game I had. Oh, you had Tony the Shrek Hawk. game? Oh, yeah. I had the Shrek game, and I played through that a ton. <laughs> and then, yeah. Tony Hawk, though, was like... I loved the music in that. I would get... I would just jam out. And then... Yeah, Smash Brothers. I didn't have... Uh, Double Dash, oddly enough. I never got Mario Kart for it. Um, 
I got Thai, like the little tiger. Do you uh-huh. know? Like, I don't yeah, know. Like, what? I, it came up on one, I think, maybe maybe with Frank or somebody. Somebody mentioned the Thai, and I, I'd never heard of it at that point. But yeah, really? Like a, uh, yeah, it's like, I don't know ago. what his like official name is, but I had that game. I really only had a, like, I had a ton of N64 games, a ton of them. But for the GameCube, I really only had a, like, maybe seven or eight games. <laughs> I really didn't have a lot. Oh, oh, super, God damn it, what's it called? Sonic Adventure 2 Battle okay. with the Chows. That was, oh, my God. I need to stream that and name Chows after everyone because <laughs> I have it for Steam because I bought it. Because <laughs> I, I love that game. Yeah, that and Tony Hawk were, like, the best. Um, but, yeah, and then from there on, I don't even know what came after that. The Wii? That's... That, GameCube that to Wii. That seems like a weird yeah. jump, but yeah, that's what happened. Okay. Were you Game playing um, mobile during any of this? Mobile? Yeah, like handheld. Oh, oh yeah, like right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I had Game Boy Pocket was my first Game Boy. My brother my brother had the original, the OG Game Boy. Um, I had a red Game Boy Pocket, then it broke, so I had another red Game Boy Pocket. I still have both of them, I think. Um, and that was... A lot of Pokemon Blue. That was a lot of Kirby. I had a Bugs Bunny game and a Little Mermaid game. Those were probably all like like Kirby's Pinball and Pokemon was, Pinball. Yeah, Th- solid choices. Yeah. Uh, those were all... Was it Pokemon Pinball 4? That might have been Game Boy Color. I don't even know. But there was those games. And then, yeah, I jumped to my pink Game Boy Color, which were all, I feel like, pretty similar games because... You could just play the same Game Boy games over. Yeah. You just could. You could have them weirdly tinted, yeah. um, colorified, and then uh, after that was the Game Boy Advance. Yeah, my purple mm-hmm. Game Boy Advance, which I lent to a friend and never got back, so I don't have that anymore. That's a crappy friend. I hope. I hope yeah. you like. You're friends with them on Facebook just to see that you're doing better than them. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah. And go. then, um, yeah. So, I, all my games, I just like. All portable games. I just think of all the Pokemon I played on it. I feel like and that that's, was like that's certainly like the the kind of the the recurring theme. There were, obviously there were like a ton of other handhelds, yeah. but that has been such a consistent presence throughout the last twenty years that yeah, that's that's what sticks in people's minds. And I had like Game Boy Advance. I remember having like a ton of those like of the cartridges. Like I had like a pouch for them all, um, but I could not even tell you what games I had. Other than Pokemon, <laughs> I, uh, I I've pulled it out before on the show, but like I've got here like a little little tin that has oh, a yeah. whole bunch of my like my little uh, Game Boy Advance games and stuff. Oh, is that and, Final Fantasy? Uh, yeah, so yeah, I've got a bunch of the Final Fantasies right nice. right there on top, and, and yeah, Kingdom the Hearts, one Kingdom yeah. Hearts. Um, yeah. Uh, the uh, when you mentioned eBay earlier, I thought uh, or I remembered because the Pokemon Sapphire that I have in here, mm-hmm. um, I got through eBay and it didn't work. Oh no! <laughs> I bought it on eBay and the, it was a uh, like the, the it was broken and I was like, no. well, that's that's money I'm out. For you. <laughs> and thanks eBay. Yeah, never uh, had that experience. Games always work for me. So that's the Damn. only Pokemon game that I have that uh, that I like. I can't actually do anything with, and I haven't bothered yeah, to that pick sucks. up a Sapphire working copy of Game Boy Sapphire. So no, every Sapphire, other one, Emerald. Yeah. yeah, man, what games did I have? I don't even know. That's just did depressing. You, I'm gonna. Did you play like Golden Sun or anything? 
Uh, any of no. those? No, no. R- R- RPG, other RPGs. Okay. Um. I don't know. I I could. I know exactly where they are in my room at home. I know exactly where that pouch is. <laughs> nice. I can easily go in and see it. But no, I'm at the look. I don't know. I just remember Pokemon Emerald and Sapphire and Greenleaf. <laughs> and that's Excellent. all I needed in yeah. my life. I mean, um, it, they, it gets the job done. Right. Plenty, plenty of hours worth of content in those, especially yeah. if you're trying to collect them all. Exactly. <laughs> and then I never got an SP because um, my parents weren't going to buy me another device that played the same exact games. So, but this one was a clamshell. I know, and it had a back li- like yeah. light. Like, <laughs> come on. How else am I supposed to see in the dark? But no, they just made me use my little gaming light thing that you could plug into the advance. Nice. And then from there was the DS. And um, I never had a PSP or anything. So the Vita is my first PlayStation portable uh, device. So I just had a ton of Nintendo. I was just a very big Nintendo person. Uh, that's all I had. Mm-hmm. I've had all the Game Boys. So like, yeah, so I had my blue DS um, that eventually the hinges, um, one of them broke. So it would like, flop around. Yeah, and I... Uh, that's the only time I've ever bought it again. Like, I bought the newer version, the DSi. Uh-huh. And I told my mom, I was like, I need it because this DS is the only way I can play my Advance games because my Advance got stolen. <laughs> like, it was never returned to me. So yeah. I didn't want to break it. So I was like, this is, like, the only way I can play my Game Boy Advance games. So uh, I got a pink uh, DSi as well. And that, I really like that system. That was a good, like, make of the DS. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Much less bulky. Very nice. Had a camera. It was pink. So all the things I need. <laughs> but my DS, I played WarriorWare a ton on that game or okay. on that system. The one where it's just like all the, well, that's what Warrior WarriorWare is. But like I did that. I remember being in church and like playing that. Like, oh, shh. I'm sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> I did a lot of that, a lot of Pokemon, a lot of, um, I feel like I only had Pokemon games for that one. I didn't have too many. I, I don't know. I cannot remember any of my portable games it's except okay. for Pokemon. But um, I remember doing WarioWare on that a ton. And then, uh, so through all this, so you've, you've been Super Nintendo Kid, um, mm-hmm. and you mentioned a little bit of, like, PC gaming. Um, yeah. Kind it's of in there with, like, the Sims Very rare, yeah. I always want a Diner Dash. My mom wouldn't buy it for me. So, um, <laughs> okay. Jokes on her, it's free on the iPhone now. Um, so I get to play it now all the time. But um, I did that, and I played uh, RuneScape. I don't know what year that was. I was 12, because my name was Sport Girl 12. 12 for my age. Yeah. <laughs> so it was solid. Uh, so that was 2004. Oh, boy. Um, <laughs> you made yourself feel old there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so I played a ton of that. Um, that was like my first, I don't even know what you would call RuneScape. It's an MMO RPG, I guess, sort of. A little bit. Yeah, but um, I did that. And then that was, that and like, I don't know if you count Neopets as a game, but that was, those are like my only two like main computer games, Neopets, RuneScape, okay. and SimCity. Those are all... My my, my uh, dad had like Doom. I remember the floppy disks that we had, uh-huh. but that was more like him and uh, my brother. Uh-huh. Um, 
so I really I didn't do a whole lot of computer stuff. Okay, because um, like I I like I have a whole collection of like Sim games, like mm-hmm. Sim Town and Sim Ant and Sim Earth and Sim Tower and <laughs> at, like yeah. just all of the Sim oh, games. All yeah, of the, the Sims. Sims. Yeah, themselves. totally. I played a ton of the Sims. Sims Two. Sims I played two. a ton okay. of the Sims Two. Sims Two Pets. Everything. Yeah. Y- university. That's right. Yeah, universe. I had all the expansions for Sims too. That was my jam. I forgot about the Sims. Yeah, that's like I the would... one and only time I played those games. Because <laughs> like Sims was probably when I was in high school or something. So mm-hmm. I like I look back and I look at all those discs. And I'm like, wow, my parents had to have hated me for like, <laughs> yeah, insisting on getting all of the expansion packs, including yeah. like magic, the magic one from like the first Sims and <laughs> and holidays and yeah, all that, yeah, like, all that stupid stuff. That I look back, I'm like, I had a ton of fun with that, but mm-hmm. also. I spent way more money on those games than I ever needed to because I didn't. I did not. I, there was no reason I needed to play them the day they came out and pay the full price for the latest forty dollars, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I remember I brought those games over. I downloaded The Sims onto my grandmother's computer as well because after school, my grandpa would always pick me up and drive me to, uh, like, he would be there for the school bus drop off because they wouldn't let you drop off a child without a guardian there and then he would take me next door because that's where they lived (laughs) um and so i hung out there until my dad was done farming and he would bring me home so i had like an hour every day so it was watching the young and the restless with them and playing the sims um on their computer so i guess i had two i either had two saves like you know one at home and one at my grandparents or i only played at my grandparents (laughs) and then i had my so what kind of sims player were you what do you mean? Like, uh, I would spend a ton of time uh, like yeah, building yeah, yeah. exquisite mansions or something like that. That's like, pretty much just, what I did too. I would just yeah. plug in Rosebud all the time, get myself tons yes. of money, and then yeah. just yeah, and then just like build the best mm-hmm. places I could. Like, so I, I was like the architect player. Yeah, that's what I did too. I would play the actual game, like the actual like Sim living, for a while, but I never got super far into it because I know like on the new like SimCity three, I played a little bit of like just the base game. Where they like actually age mm-hmm. the that wasn't in Sims two was it that's just uh, Sims three no it w- it was in Sims two because you've got like the college age for going yeah to like and stuff. so, so yeah, I, I never actually a bit in... yeah I never actually got to like an age change ever okay. on those games like, I mean, or was, like the baby it was definitely sure, something but... you could turn on or off yeah so yeah. so yeah and same with Sims three I just like it was like oh you have to play for like twenty sim sim days and. They'll grow into a young adult. And it never happened. Never happened. But I have a ton of families and a ton of homes. <laughs> nice. That all work out well. Yeah, I had a friend of mine in uh, in high school who was much more like the social pl- Like, I got her into the game, and she loved mm-hmm. it. And uh, and she became a, like, she she became the kind of person that, like, made all of us as her friends, like, characters in yeah. the game. And then uh, try yeah. and, like, match people up. And she would get mad because, um, like, her boyfriend wouldn't spend any time with her but my sim would and i was like okay well i'm not like trying to i'm not trying to like jump into this as an as a sim affair yeah yeah Um, yeah. definitely i had a friend in college who that's all she played she wasn't a gamer but she played the sims every waking moment her boyfriend built a pc for him and then it would just turn into the sims machine that's all she played like she was like you need to study go i'm gonna play the sims now so Oh my god, those games were fun, but yeah, I, no, I, I can't invest the money oh, into yeah. all I'm, of them. I'm the same, and I, I, I would, in, in addition to like the packs and stuff, I would also scour like mod sites basically and like download mm-hmm. 
like yeah i did that too actually stuff like that um, you could like, buy like so, really cool houses not buy but like download really cool yeah pre-made homes that i would never be able to make in a million years yeah so, so i did a lot of those when you mentioned like uh floppy disks like i would mm-hmm. i have i have a, a stack of floppy disks that are like sims um like just random items that w- that i downloaded from those sites on yeah. floppy disks to like install them onto uh my computer back at back in the day back in the day <laughs> back, back in the day back in my uh, day i don't um, know why i just thought about this maybe because of mario run but i just thought of super mario's typing Oh, Mario that teaches was typing? Mario's teaches typing. Yeah, whatever. Mario's teaches typing. Yep. I they need to do that again. I would buy it, and then <laughs> get really good. Um, and then the same with the number, the number munch. Debbie, do you know what I'm talking about? Like, uh, you... I don't know if I did it. I don't know. If I had. I did not have a like a Mario number crunching game. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't a Mario game. It was just okay. a weird. I can't even pinpoint what exactly you did in it, but. I had, I, I, like, I grew up with, like, Reader Rabbit and Math Rabbit, which were, mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. the educational mm-hmm. games of, of the time, and it would be like, hey, solve this math problem, and the rabbit will, like, hop and do a little dance or something like that. <laughs> dumb, yeah, dumb that was like before that. my time, clearly. Yeah, yeah. So. but yeah, no, Mario teaches typing, I, do, I totally did, um, and, uh, and I know, like, stuff like the Trevi Fountain because of Mario is Missing, so... <laughs> It's true. Thank, oh thank. my gosh! And, and and that one sticks in my head because it was I was like Trevi. That's like Trevor. Neat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. So those those are my prime uh, computer games <laughs> that I played. Um, Very cool. But yeah, so yeah, I was just yeah. So I've had all the Game Boys. I have my 3DS now. Um, now I have a Vita. But yeah, so at in college because I had my Wii. I brought my Wii with me, but I kind of fell off um, gaming a little bit, um, just because I don't know. Get, I guess I just get busy really, in college. yeah, like exactly like college happened. Um, but I started playing a uh, World of Warcraft for three years, so that okay. happened. We'll, and <laughs> we'll dive into that, yeah. in a little bit. Yeah, um, that that happened. Um, so that was that's that's really my, like. <laughs> gaming dried up it's it's not that it dried up it's that like yeah it just right all it just, got funneled I, into one I place got kind of yeah i got kind of sidetracked um with me gaming um yeah that was freshman sophomore and junior year of college um but then towards the end of it my senior year when i decided to live my life <laughs> um <laughs> i decided that i'd missed out on a ton of games like just focusing on wow for three years so i got an xbox 360 so that was technically my first non-nintendo um console um but i didn't like play anything on it because there was it was towards the like right at the end of its life cycle to where i had no idea what to play there's like a thousand options and i played borderlands on it and then which is like my first fps game which i loved and found out that i like fps's apparently and guns (laughs) but um and then I just played all the free games that came out with Xbox Live Gold, and that's pretty much. Were you the much... one that just tweeted out like everything you know about guns? You know from mm-hmm. first-person shooters. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, that was me. I was like, I was. I'm pretty sure I saw you tweet that. Yeah, that was okay. me. Nice. Um, and so yeah, I really didn't play like, like I played like Gears, Gears of War, one of them, and one of the Halos, just because it was free, for, through Gold. But that's, I really did not take advantage at all of having it, and so that's why, I decided with this new generation that I 
just bought everything. I bought the PS4, I bought the Xbox One, and I bought the Wii U. Just I thought I'd just keep, you know, make up for lost time. And I, because I also found out that if I wait too long and there's too many gaming options, I'm never going to play them. I'm just going to give up. So I wanted to be able to buy the games as soon as they came out and just play them. So, um, so now I have that, and I don't play the Xbox a lot. But it was my last your, purchase. You've also got your gaming PC this this time around. Mm, yes, so I do. Ha- yeah, so I literally really all set like on I have the Vita, the 3DS, my PS4, my Xbox One, my Wii U, and my gaming PC because I just went crazy. And, and <laughs> I- <laughs> remind me the name of your gaming PC. Oh, CC the PC. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I knew it was Jim and Pam's kid. Yeah, so. <laughs> Jim and Pam's kid. Yeah, CC. Cecilia, but CC the PC is nice. my PC's name. Um, no, oh, I forgot I named it that. That's fun. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> yeah, so I just really wanted to make up for lost time because I just felt like only playing Nintendo games my whole life. I had missed out on quite a bit. And even, like, when I played Nintendo, I didn't really play many prominent games like final fantasy mm-hmm. never played that um but well, well by the by the time you got it to into nintendo in the n64 era final yeah. fantasy had basically moved away from nintendo so oh, that works okay fine but <laughs> you had the game yeah. boy advance games like that's, i didn't yeah, even do true. that the, so the, yeah the, the ports of their their mm-hmm. glory days from the super nintendo <laughs> yeah i think i had a kingdom hearts gamecube game and a ds game but I never mm. liked either. It was like they're weird games. Definitely a okay. DS one. I don't know. I'm, I want to get into Kingdom Hearts too, but I think I just need to play the main games. Uh, yeah, I, I would say wait until the 1.5, 2.5 remix. Yeah, that's what year, I want to get. You can, yeah, you'll basically get six games in one. <laughs> in one, um, it'd be great. <laughs> and you can you can play the two that everybody plays: Kingdom Hearts one and Kingdom Hearts two. Yeah, and then you can just be like, yeah, all the rest of these are dumb. <laughs> None Sorry, matter. <laughs> Alex and Danny and Christian and everybody that I offended with that comment. <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I feel like I've missed out a lot not playing Final Fantasy or Kingdom Hearts, so uh, one day. That's why I like these remasters for these new generations, because I did not play any of them, mm-hmm. uh, like Last of Us. Bioshock I had played. My friend from college loves Bioshock, so they made me play that. That was almost like my first 360 game, I think. Okay. But, yeah, so it was a lot of fun. But then, so I just bought everything this generation, and I am pleased with it all. I don't know if I will buy all three next time around. Mm-hmm. Or, like, or, like, I just don't know if I need my Xbox, because I really don't, I'm or just as of now, I'm not a huge fan of many of their exclusives. So Okay. I mean, I just, and, like, and also with... I mean, even if you end up becoming a fan with, of their exclusives, you can play most of them on yeah PC on the PC point, now, so. which is great. Yeah, that was awesome. I forgot about that. That yeah. will be cool too, to where I don't have to buy a whole other console. So yeah, I'm, That's, I'm 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 in the same boat this generation where I have everything. Um, I predominantly play on PlayStation. Like if I yeah. if I'm playing a, a multi platform game, that's where I'm playing because. Mm-hmm. For the for the arbitrary thing of like trophies and whatnot, trophies, but, yeah. Uh, just also, it's like that's that's the one I've got on most of the time, so it just makes it's easier to just plug everything yeah. in there. But I, I like I I enjoy like I don't I don't begrudge 
getting my Xbox for just the the Xbox exclusives. I begrudge getting my Wii U for just the Wii U exclusives a little bit because <laughs> I just didn't spend any time with. Them. Yeah, that. Yeah, I really don't have that many Wii U games because I went through a phase where I didn't want to spend sixty dollars on new games like last year. I just like was trying not to spend that, and because Wii U does or Nintendo doesn't drop their prices on their games ever. Yeah. I well, I refuse to buy a six dollar game for a two year old game. Like, I just the game's been out forever, and it's still six. I refuse to spend that. Yeah, so no, I mean, I just will never play. Still them. out there for three hundred dollars when yeah the Xbox One and and uh, PlayStation Four have dropped below that at this exactly. Point. Even yeah, if, like at Xbox especially, it's like they started as a five hundred dollar console this generation, and they're already <laughs> down to two fifty. Two fifty, yeah, like. Get your shit together, Nintendo, because that's why it didn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> you, you refuse to, like, take a loss on it to try and sell the games. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for the Switch, though. I think, assuming they... I want the Switch just to be everything. Like, I don't want to have to buy a Switch and a portable uh, a, a 4DS. I don't... I don't want that. <laughs> a 4DS. A that's, 4DS. That, that's, like, even if they came up with something, they wouldn't name it the 4... Well... No, I guess I wouldn't say that because Nintendo is dumb yeah, enough don't to, say that. to name don't something say that. like that. But um, yeah, no, okay. I. So I hope that it's just. I mean, like, it's not the end of the world. It's not like I just want all the games to be in one place. I just want my Switch purchase to be justified by there being more games on it. Really, there you so go. that's why I'm super excited for that. Though um, that will be a purchase I do. The Wii U hasn't burned me completely, but it has burned me a little bit. Are you gonna Are you gonna uh, find the way to come join us at like PAX South or something so we can all play the Switch? Because oh I just God. got announced. It's oh gonna yeah, be, they got announced. It's gonna be playable at PAX South today. Uh, <laughs> and and immediately people started buying tickets to PAX South. Finally. <laughs> yeah. Ex- when is PAX South? Uh, end of January. Like oh, the, January. I want to say like the 29th or something like that. It's in Texas, so it's a little closer than Boston. Yeah, San Antonio. I'm sure there will be a bunch of us there. Yeah. You keep it keep it in I mind. Know. I don't know. So it's, it's I hate a weekend. Flying. I hate just having to fly. <laughs> that's fair. It's, and I don't usually have. Uh, yeah, if it's a weekend, that's better because I don't usually have off days for work. So, right. We'll see. Cool. Um, so, where where do you find yourself? Kind of like, do you find yourself focused on any particular system this generation? As you said kind of. You're not really much into the Xbox exclusives. Um, yeah. So you... Definitely PS4 is right. what I'm playing. I've definitely like gone from Nintendo to like really pretty hardcore PS4 I got really into the trophies for whatever reason um, okay. but I didn't ever care really about the achievements on the X which makes no sense they are the same thing <laughs> for yeah. some reason I like but, the trophies a whole lot but more. they gave you they gave you a a specific trophy for getting everything else it's true whereas on, number... on Xbox you just get the thousand pointer right and it's like okay but like i want that extra thing i want that extra reward for getting a thousand points yeah my indies are 100 percent. yeah you get the platinum trophy it's true and i think just uh a lot of my friends play on playstation now because all my friends are you all so naturally uh you guys us us crazy kind of funny people or yeah the the beyond diehards exactly so it's just (laughs) it was a natural fit and i just i just really like the i bought the playstation I bought the PlayStation 2nd. I bought my Wii U first because I was actually in a history of video games class my senior year, and we were talking about... 
How is that uh, a? Cl- that's not fair. That that's a class these days. I hate history that. of video games. Yeah, I it was a class for my got major. History of video games. That was never a. a it was a media class. arts class. Yeah, uh, my uh, professor. He streams. He has his own website. He does. Uh, he reviews um, video games. He's like, I review video games so that I can get them for free. So uh, nice. he gets free games and he reviews them for his site. Uh, but so, yeah, of course, he's going to have a history of videos game, video games class. Um, but we got to, like, the Nintendo part, and that's when I was like, oh, my God, I am such a horrible Nintendo fan. I haven't touched my Wii in forever. I don't own a Wii U. And <laughs> all these things. So that's what made me go out and buy a Wii U because I felt so horrible. <laughs> and then uh, I got the Zelda uh, edition one. So okay. it came with Wind Waker and has, like, the fun little whatever on the tablets. But yeah, that's what made me buy the Wii U, and I was super pumped for it. I did enjoy the Wii U during the time that I played the Wii U, but then I stopped playing the Wii U and did not enjoy it anymore. <laughs> yeah, my uh, it, was, it was the same kind of thing for me. It was like, oh, those two weeks that I played it, yeah, yeah. Was fun. <laughs> it was great. I would like, I just thought it was so cool. I was playing Wind Waker in the kitchen. I was like, bitches, what up? <laughs> like, I can cook and play my games. As if, like, a DS didn't exist, but it was cool. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, so that happened. That happened. I bought that during finals week, um, my second to last semester. And then my last semester during finals week again, I went and bought a PS4. Because <laughs> apparently you don't study on final no, week. No. so you, just, you celebrate. Yeah, so I decided. So once I played, like, I got, I got a good semester's worth out of my Wii U. I decided that I wanted more. I wanted to actually start trying to game a bit uh, outside of Nintendo. So I bought a PS4 since it was cheaper and better than the Xbox. Or by, by better, I mean like uh, the graphics were better, technically. Mm-hmm. So they claim. I don't know. But um, so I was like, why would I spend $500 on a console that's inferior to the. I don't want to. I don't mean to hate on the Xbox. It's just like. That was just, like, worse than the PS4. Yeah, they, the, I mean, the, the big problem, I think, with the Xbox was that they bundled in. Like, if, if they hadn't bundled in the Kinect. I get why they did it, but, it, yeah. If, if the Kinect hadn't been there and it had just been, like, or, or you had to buy the Kinect separately and they were comparable in price of 400 bucks a piece. Yeah. I, th- I don't think it would have been nearly as big a thing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the no. PlayStation 3 was a little bit inferior to, was um, it? to the, the Xbox 360 um, and ran, it ran into the same... Uh, it ran in the same issues, but that was because the PS3 was a little bit inferior and a hundred dollars more to oh right more or yeah like that. So yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was the combination of two. In the end, they both kind of net out where they're you know they're selling about the same and yeah. And, uh, and Xbox, I'm sure, when all is said and done, done, will come up much more in line with I hope like, so. PS4 yeah. sales and stuff too. Um, but yeah, the 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 out the gate like bundling it in with the Connect and and yeah. hitching it to that wagon and then people just not wanting that at all um, right exactly so really really that's hurt why kind of their initial yeah and i did research on the exclusives like i had only really known xbox because like my boyfriend at the time he did xbox my friend like i'm a really good friend he did xbox everyone i knew did xbox so that's just kind of what i gravitated towards and why i got the 360 initially but then i realized that i didn't particularly care for the exclusives so i like i looked at the PS4 exclusives and thought that they would might cater to me a little bit better. So 
had to play I that knack. Yeah, had to play that knack. Uh, so I bought that, and I bought Infamous Second Son with it. And so but did you really, really buy knack? <laughs> no, no, I did not buy knack. Okay. <laughs> no, I bought by that. I meant PS4. I bought the PS4. Gotcha. And then Infamous Second Son. Uh, and so that was my first Infamous game, and my first PlayStation game, and my first Platinum. It was great. Nice. It was a beautiful trifecta. But um, I now I want to play the old Infamous games. That's why I've really liked the remasters because now I can. I've gotten to play the Uncharted uh, collection. I want to get the Bioshock collection just so that I can get the trophies. And then uh, same with uh, what's the other one that like Last of Us remastered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been good for me at least since I didn't actually have a PS3 to play anything on. Yeah, um, very cool. But. Yeah, so I did that, and then I eventually got a Xbox. I got the white Sunset Overdrive Xbox. That's when they Me were too. like, nice. Yeah, that's when they were promoting like cheaper. I think it was just it, they did yeah. fifty dollars cheaper. So I I don't know if 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 you ran into the same thing I ran into. Mm-hmm. I like I had already had that like that bundle on pre order because Sunset Overdrive was like the first thing where I was like, okay, like I want to play that game. It's only yeah. coming to Xbox, so I'm gonna go ahead and get the console for it, and I'll play enough other things on the Xbox that that I'll like it'll be fine. Yeah. And like the the week before they launched it, um, uh, Microsoft came out and were like, hey, we're dropping the price fifty dollars. But it like the price drop wasn't going to take effect for a few weeks, and so Amazon mm. emailed me and was like, "Hey, you've probably seen that they're dropping the price. We're not going to drop the price of your like. We're not going to give you fifty dollars back, but we will give you fifty dollars like Amazon credit um, uh, as you know as a thank you mm-hmm. for for keeping your order basically if you if you keep gotcha. your order. And so I like I was like, that's great business, and I immediately like turned around and used that for the Halo Master Chief. Club. Right, it's like. It sucks it's Amazon credit, but at the same time, you're going to fucking use it. So, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. it's Amazon. You can buy anything from there. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I got that. I was, yeah, I graduated. And, yeah, Sunset Overdrive was, like, happening. And I really, really wanted to play it. It looked like a ton of fun. And, like, Master Chief Collection was coming out, too. I'd never played the Halo game. So, I was like, fine. Except for, like, one. Um, I was like, okay, two games. Two games are out that I'm willing to play. I will b- buy it. So, I bought it, bought the two games. I think those are the only two games I bought for it. So <laughs> it's been a great no. Oh, I I played Tomb Raider on it, but I didn't buy it. I game okay. flight that, uh, game flight it during my free because I did extra life. I did uh, my free like month of game fly. So I did the Uncharted collection, and because I played that in a day, uh, all three games. <laughs> all three games in well, one day. Well, for extra life, I played two and three in one day and okay. then i like took the week before to play one so uh i had some extra time so i played tomb raider too that came out so i did it for xbox but uh that was yeah i just i really haven't <laughs> played many games on my xbox i that's I, no, I, I mean i i totally like i'm i'm largely in the same boat i've played like those i played uh sunset overdrive love mm-hmm. sunset like sunset yeah. overdrive in and of itself, like, I if I'd not played anything else, I still would have been like, okay. I mean, no, yeah, yeah not, like, I paid mad a lot it, for just, that one experience, yeah. but I still enjoyed that one experience, so yeah. it was great. No, um, I I love that game. And That's then uh, I only played, I like, I finally got around, played the first two Halo games. I played, I only played the first Halo game. They are not for me, so. Uh, uh, I was told I, I need I, to play two, so. Eh, like two, were, two, like two's two like is the better. The two is definitely one. better than one. I would assume. Um, but it's but. still like 
it it it, it just it it's still like it's ten years old at this point. So it doesn't, I don't think it's it doesn't be for me feel too. modern. Yeah. Um, it feels it felt very slow to me. Um, is my was my gripe with it? That's how I feel. I, that's what's happening with me in Mass Effect. I guess I want to get into Mass Effect, but just like playing older games like that, it's just like it's very hard and it just feels tedious to like. Uh, okay, let me because yeah. with the backwards compatibility, I own all three used because I bought them for my 360. But I bought them right when I also bought my Xbox One, so I just had no desire to play the 360. So I never actually played them. Right. So now that they were on backwards compatibility, I was like, oh yeah, now I can play my Xbox One. This is great. And I just I started the first. I was like, I just I can't like get into like this old like. And I think it's just because of the age of the game. Like I just can't. Which sucks. I like really <laughs> want to play these fucking games that everyone talks about. That's why I need a remastered collection, please. I will buy them again. <laughs> yeah, if they that's, are remastered. I mean, that's, that's what they gave you with the Halo games. So yeah, they, exactly. They, like they are remastered, but they didn't change the or they didn't like update the mechanics to make them right. to make it faster or anything like that. Yeah. Because um, yeah, like I and I uh, I play I've played a few of the Gears games now, and mm-hmm. I, I Gears the first one didn't didn't hook me in but the the second and then i just skipped to gears four Four. um this year i do want to yeah i do want to play four still um and i like i had a good time with those they were fun and then i also picked up like as a as a super old school nintendo and and super nintendo and n64 fan i picked up the rare replay collection um yeah i want to get that too i yeah gears four i do like the gears franchise i played one of them as well. I have no idea which one. Probably Gears of War 1 because it's free on <laughs> the games with gold at some point. Uh, but I did really enjoy that. Like, that's like the one exclusive mm-hmm. franchise I like. I can't even name you Xbox exclusives besides Halo and Gears and Forza. Yeah, I certainly do. Yeah, those, those are those are like <laughs> the big ones. The big yeah. ones I, I can think of too. Um, yeah. Uh, but like, I mean, um, you have like Rise, Son of Rome and. Yeah. Uh, I want to play Quantum Break too. Oh, that was, a, that was a, um, I had a good time with that one, yeah. I just uh I guess like for the Xbox games, like ones that I want to play but I'm not like dying to play, I'm not willing to spend the 60 on it. So maybe during the holidays they some might go on sale. Yeah. And uh that or like sometimes I'll just do like a month of Gamefly or like a few months of Gamefly cuz it's 15 bucks like a month and just play through like my a backlog that I haven't played through and or what I've missed out on. So Nice. That I started doing that uh, once, but then I got back into WoW, and I had <laughs> then, no desire. Then they pulled you back to in. Play. <sighs> I had like uh, I had gotten Mirror's Edge or Mirror's Cat- whatever it was called, the new Mirror's one. Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Yeah, and I had it. Never touched it. <laughs> I was like, just, wow. <laughs> so nice. I was like, damn it. So I stopped it, but I could probably do it again. Yeah, or I, I could just the own the other... games. I like owning the games. The only other, uh, the only other like Xbox, uh, like I played, I played Rise of the Tomb Raider last year on Xbox mm-hmm. rather than wait a year for it to come to PlayStation right. Four. I kind of um, want to buy it for PS Four though for the trophies. <laughs> and that like I the, I would love to because uh, I've got PSVR. I would love to get like the VR experience mm-hmm. um, uh, on it, but I like I didn't, I didn't feel like I could. I didn't feel like justifying like that experience by buying the whole game again. Mm-hmm. So, right. I'll, like maybe maybe price when drops eventually. Yeah. yeah, when it when it eventually drops in price, I'll like pick that up and and really just dive in for that. But yeah, um, yeah. So I, I yeah, I, I also play like a little bit of the like I played some of the indie games because mm-hmm. they were like on Xbox first. So like Oxen Free and Inside this year, I I picked up. Yeah, on Xbox. I want to play Ori that. and the Blind Forest. Still, that's I haven't a, played another, that. That's a nice um, one. That's like only 20 bucks or something i can play that whenever but yeah 
Yeah, so I have a few Xbox games I would like to play. I'm just waiting for, I guess, the appropriate price. Don't know what that appropriate price is, but I am waiting for it. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe yeah, maybe the holiday sales I can actually pick up a few, like Gears. And I mean, Gears won't be like much cheaper, but if anything, uh, I mean, if, if you want like the backlog of Gears games, uh, they with with the Gears remaster and then again with Gears Four, they basically mm-hmm. gave you codes for Gears One. They'll two, still three, do that. Judgment. Um, they they did. I ha- so I have them. I can give you. Oh, my, oh gotcha. because I got it. I, I used the. I redeemed the codes when I bought the Gears Remastered because yeah. I was like, like, and that was why I bought the Gears. Remastered, oh right, they did the, a Gears Remastered version um, too. Gotcha. Uh, so like, I, I picked that up because I was like, oh, with backwards compatibility, I can actually like get all of the games in one. It's great, right. awesome. Um, and then they did the same. They did it again with the Gears Four game. <laughs> oh, so you and have so twice. I have. I had I, mean, I have extra codes of all of them, so I can send you those if you just want to play I mean, like the old gears, the the three sixty version. Lead of up gears to games. the four, yeah, to the fourth one, maybe, maybe, yeah. Okay, where yeah. do I sign up? <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, can I'll I sign the you. contract for that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I will. Uh, I'll, I'll make a note to to send those to you after uh, after we're done. Sorry, I don't think uh, I have them. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um. Um. Yeah. So I have a few. Yeah, I need to look out for those holiday sales, I guess, and yeah. see if I can't turn on the xbox i use my xbox solely for netflix and like hulu and everything because i feel so bad that i won't use it anywhere else i'm like this is just gonna be like my netflix machine i will nice. get my money's worth just by using netflix and twitch and even though you uh, could do that all on your playstation yeah, 4 no, as well it's fine it's fine it's gotta get used it i don't want it to feel neglected really i've used my xbox more than my ps4 if you really think about it <laughs> so, well there you go think Excellent. of all the gilmore girls think of it all. then it's it's the system that they wanted uh, it's it's what they right. sold john it's it's you know it's not just games it's um, true it is not it is it, almost not netflix. any games <laughs> but yeah. it's just a um, 400 netflix box. great any uh any so uh so kind of in in tandem with this a lot of times we talk about like when did you start like getting into like following the industry stuff like when did you start paying attention when to i podcast my... or something like that when I bought my Wii U, okay. I started to actually, like, my history of video games cl- class just, like, sparked everything for me. It made me realize how much I loved video games and how much there was out there. I had, like, I knew IGN. Like, I used them for, like, their wikis and then game facts for, like, you know, guides or whatever. But I never actually paid attention. And I had, like, Nintendo Power. Like, that was yep. a great magazine. Um, Absolutely. So, like, I kept that with my Nintendo news because that's all that mattered in the world. But, um, I, yeah, it was when I bought my Wii U, I just, like, decided to be a diehard gamer. I was like, I have missed out on so much. I just want to connect with everything. And that's, yeah, when I started. I started doing podcasts, like, in middle school with Harry Potter. Nothing gaming-related. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so IGN's where I found, like, uh, I just, I looked at all the news daily it was like my home page on my on chrome and it was uh i just started listening to nintendo voice chat to xbox unlocked to beyond i just wanted to listen to everything i felt like i'd missed out like my whole life on it so i was just trying to play catch up i guess and so that's what got me like it i've really not been like active in the gaming news slash industry for very long um i guess three years <laughs> cool it's not been yeah it's really not been long so and then obviously when uh like when when greg and colin left i'm guessing that's like you 
jumped mm-hmm. onto like were you were yeah. you kind of funny beforehand like when they were just doing it like as a side thing had you I had, had you... yeah I had I think they mentioned it on Beyond one time about doing like a game over Greggy or whatever and I was like oh what's that and I looked and I think they had like 19 episodes mm-hmm. at the time so I started because being me I can't just start in the middle I had to start like from the beginning so I like plopped on the first one I really really liked it and so uh it, but it wasn't it really wasn't too much too long before uh they did kind of funny i kind of i don't know what episode they were on when they announced kind of funny but uh i was kind of late on that train because i i just had no idea they were doing it but i found that i really liked it and i just like started falling like in love with greg and colin like and their whole dynamic so that's kind of where all that started <laughs> great and yeah. and that that led us to being and this is my life out. now <laughs> and, and, exactly and, and now we we spend yeah. way too many hours in a facebook chat talking about stupid people in the community and, my life, and like, knowing things that they're wanting doing to die because like, I hate everyone uh, <laughs> Why? I just want to have a nice Sunday. Like exactly, exactly. Like can't can't everybody just like not for a little while and then just let us just let I us know, live. Star our Wars lives. came out today. I yeah. get it. Yeah. Don't be so mad when I delete things. Just, it's fine. Um, great. Any uh, any last um, before we dive into your your favorite game? Any last kind of oh, gosh like key gaming memories um, that you kind of want to touch on? I don't know. Yeah, I just. My biggest, yeah, my favorite memories will always be watching my brother play Zelda. That's, like, my prime, like, gaming, like, what kind of got me into it all and playing mm-hmm. that freaking in television. Uh, but, <laughs> no, I think that's pretty pretty good. Great. All right. Well, then, topic two. Let's dive into, oh, we've God. already mentioned it a little bit, World of Warcraft. Um, this is exciting. So when we initially talked... You, your initial was like, let's talk about Ocarina of Time. And I was like, mm-hmm. we can totally do that. But I did have Nate talk about it yeah. you know, four or five weeks ago or whatever. So, and I knew, you, I knew you'd been a, a World of Warcraft person. Yeah. So, like, even when I approached you, I was kind of like, I was kind of thinking that might be mm-hmm. where we'd take, we'd take it. Because yeah. it's definitely something I don't have the, the, uh, right. the experience and it, it's, with. It's going to be better for me to talk about anyway. Uh, it's a better choice. It's just like, like I had mentioned to you when I said World of Warcraft, I have such a love-hate relationship with the game that, like, when I think of my favorite game, I just don't think of World of Warcraft because, like, right now I'm like, I don't really want to play it, you know? Like, I don't... Like, I'm kind of over it, but mm-hmm. you have to be kind of... Uh, I, I had to be lying to myself to say that, like, it has to be one of my favorite games that I've played it three years straight and to even come back now. And, oh, man, I meant to... I wanted to before this... Uh, load up WoW really quick and see I wanted to slash play and see how many hours I played WoW. I, almost, <laughs> I might just do this mid I can double tap. I have a gaming PC so yeah, I you, can do you everything. Have, you have like monitors on monitors I really want to know how much uh, yeah. Well I have two monitors one's a 720p so it's really annoying because oh, it goes it goes from like normal size Lord. to like giant <laughs> like I can't fit anything on uh, the thing but no wow okay I'm gonna like double tap or double multitask I okay. see I already failed I can't even multitask but um no I can't even I'm trying to log in but um yeah I played it my freshman year through my junior year of college I it was actually a game that I've always wanted to play. 
Um, it always looked like a ton of fun to me, but the whole $15 a month thing always uh, just deterred me from it. And my mom was also, she was just like, you're not going to be doing that. Like, you're not paying monthly to play a video game. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know why I needed her permission, but I guess uh, I did. Uh, yeah. That was definitely, that's certainly one of the, like, the big obstacles for me on, on a game like that um, and the, the, the commitment to it. Because, like, I, I mean, I grew up playing the regular Warcraft games, Warcraft 1, 2, 3, um, back, yeah. back in my day on PC. Uh, and then mm-hmm. when they did this, like, World of Warcraft thing, and we're like, it's, it's an always, like, you're, it's an online uh, multiplayer game, and... Uh, like I was like, oh, like, I and, and I like I have to buy the game and I have to pay like every month on yeah. top of that. Plus, like, internet back then was crap. Um, right? Yeah, so I, was, I... I was definitely like, no, no, I'm gonna go ahead and just keep doing like my smaller mm-hmm. games. And that's true. My I live on a farm, so like even to this day, my parents have uh, um like five down, and that's the best they can get. They pay $80 for it, um, for five down. And we didn't even get, um, high speed internet, like high speed, um, internet until, uh, I was in 10th grade. So 2008, like they haven't even had like wireless internet for a decade yet. Like they've had, sorry, you're on the screen now. So that's why I'm like looking that way. But, um, (laughs) (laughs) were you, um, uh, so like you were, were you at home? Um, in college, and that's so you were still playing at home, um, mm. or did you were you were you so, like in the dorms or something? Well, like that? I was in a dorm. What happened? Okay. So like, yeah. So I always wanted to play. I, my friend from college, not from college, from like high school and everything else. Uh, he played, and occasionally when I went over to his house, he'd be like wrapping up. So I'd always just like watch him because I just like wanted to live vicariously through him. Uh, and then also like my first job in high school was that like a homemade ice cream and pie kitchen uh that i think that was just the name of the store <laughs> but um and my coworkers there all of them were friends and they all played well and okay. so they would bring like their laptops to work to play on um break like their 15 minute break and uh that's where i first played wow like i played for like five minutes they let me play hold on okay my slash played okay so this character has 86 days, 12 hours, 42 minutes, and 52 seconds played. So that's Dear 86, Lord. like, that's like 86, like, full days. <laughs> it's like yeah. 86 days of my life <laughs> has gone I, I look at, like, like Skyrim's the, the, like, the the game that I can point to. Yeah. In, like, Steam that I've put the most hours in, and that was, like, 300 hours. So, I, yeah, and I'm so, sure, like, I have absolutely put more here. time into, like, a Harvest Moon or something like that. But I like I don't have the the tracker for it. But it's definitely not been eighty six yeah. days. <laughs> so eighty six days equals to two thousand and sixty four hours uh, played. And that was my old character. Let me see how many days I played on my new character with this new expansion. Um, and this so is then the, we can add them. Is up. this with the uh, the Legion expansion that just came yeah, out this year? Yeah, with the Legion expansion that. Oh, ooh, this might this might be real embarrassing <laughs> to see how long I played since that came. That just came out a few months ago. Um, but, yeah, so I played uh, it at my um, work, I guess, my place of work for, like, five minutes. And I will never forget um, that first time playing it. Oh, God, my guildies. Okay, I'm not here. 
just no nope, i'm just <laughs> quitting bye <laughs> i'm like no I, I can't talk so i had 10 days of play time on uh that character and when did that that I mean the legion came out in what like july yeah it came August? out this summer so uh, uh like i remember it like they had a huge booth at pax west um yeah, so uh, let's see. So it came out August 30th. Okay. So since... So since August 30th, you've put in 10 I've days put, of playtime. I've put 240 hours into um, World of Warcraft. Well, so that, welcome back, Lauren. <laughs> so that happened. That's why I never played Mirror's Edge Catalyst. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I played that. But like playing that game for the first time, I wish I could play it like experience that first time playing it like all the time it just seemed like the coolest thing at the time i created like a blood elf uh i don't even know what class it was but it's a blood uh, so elf. I was, yeah i was gonna ask they, so you created your own character in this like little mm-hmm. quick five yeah, minute session or whatever? exactly okay. i created my own character really quick i was a blood elf so i went to the blood elf starting zone and that zone was just so beautiful to me and it was just so much fun, and I will just never forget just how much, like, that excitement uh, was happening during that time. And I wish I could just, like, relive that, like, moment every time I start a fucking new Blood Elf. Because right now I'm just like, oh, I'm starting zone again. Like, I've done this 20 times. But, um, no, that was so much fun. And it was just, like, the first time I'd ever been in, like, such, like, an open world. Like, I, I played RuneScape, but that's not, like, a game. So, <laughs> It's not, it's not wow. And so I, that's how I started, well, so I started playing on the Horde side, uh, because it's Alliance versus the Horde. Alliance suck. You never want to play Alliance. They're dumb. Um, (laughs) they have like. For the Horde. That's that's the thing I've heard. It's true. For the Horde. Um, I think the other term is for the Alliance, (laughs) but whatever. Um, But that doesn't rhyme as much. It does. Exactly. No. The Horde's the best. Uh. But no, so that, I got to play a little bit of that, but then it, but it's still just like, I'm not going to spend the 15 whatever on it a month. So it wasn't until college rolled around that my boyfriend at the time played it, or he got back into it. He played it a lot in his, like, high school days, um, but too much, like, it did not go well for him, like, Mm -hmm. academic-wise. So, like, eventually he was like, he had to step away. Uh, But uh, he started playing it again in college and like I had to make sure he didn't play too much like I had uh I set up parental controls on it for him to where like kick him off at 2 (laughs) a.m to this day I think my account is still like linked to his like because I remember when we broke up and he wanted to buy like some expansion for Hearthstone and he was like it won't let me buy the expansion because you have parental controls on (laughs) so I gave him like my like he knew my pass he knows my password and like my uh but I had to give him, like, the authenticator for it. And uh, so he turned it off. He's like, so it won't let me take you fully off unless you call. And I'm like, I'm not calling for you. We're done. Like, <laughs> sorry. I guess I'm just going to permanently be on your account <laughs> forever. But, um, yeah, so so he started playing. And so, again, it's like, oh, my God, wow. Like, I've been wanting to play this forever. And now I'm in college. I'm a big girl. I can do what I want. Um, so I started playing on – I had my own character on his account. That I played for it, another Blood Elf, because they are amazing. Um, but this one was a Warlock. This was just like a Warlock he had started, and um, I played for a bit. 
and then what happened so I would play while he was in class and then like winter break happened and I was like what, what am I supposed to do when I don't have your computer <laughs> like and like I could have my computer but I didn't want to kick him off on accident or anything like while he was playing so I'm like and I'm like already addicted to the game so I had to purchase it myself <laughs> and like finally dive into the uh the monthly fee of it um and but, by this point, cause, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but at this point, like nowadays, um, you can you can pay with like in-game currency, right? Yes, that's a new thing. Yeah, that came okay. out two expansions ago. Okay. So not this expansion, but the last expansion. That's. I also like. I also. I also just tangentially, I've like been aware of the game over the years, and so like I remember like pandas being a big thing at some point. Miss Pandas, yeah, MOP, Pandaria yeah. or whatever, yeah. and um, and the my the Lich King. Is that Lich is King? That yeah, Wrath of Lich King. Yeah, okay. That's the so like, second expansion. I, like my my like those are my touchstones. But I even even like I don't know where in the timeline those things fall um, necessarily. Gotcha. It's just so, like I, like those all pop up in in my head as like oh that's when like World of Warcraft like came back into like my yeah. consciousness. Yeah, Burning Crusade and Wrath of Lich King sets so their first and second expansion um, were like very like the peak time for a while like people love those expansions i came during cataclysm which is right after wrath which is wrath of lich king um so i came on the third expansion the fourth like game because you have vanilla wow right. burning crusade wrath cataclysm mlp warlords of drainer and then uh legion but um so i came on cataclysm which actually is when wow kind of started falling off so i came at like the bad part of wow i guess um that's all i knew so i didn't know the good old days so um i played uh a ton of it but yeah so i started out so i started a mage and i just played it all during my winter break um and eventually we got into raiding which is what took up most of my time uh so uh we joined this raid group well, first, we joined, we, before we joined this raid group, we were a part of a guild called Lesby Friends. Lesby Friends? <laughs> Lesby Friends, yeah. L-E-Z-B-E okay. Friends. Okay. Um, we attempted to raid kind of like old content with them, and that was too hard for them. We were like, we can't. My friend to this day makes fun of that guild name. <laughs> He's like, I can't believe you're part of a guild called Lesby Friends. <laughs> but um, then uh, we eventually, he had done some pug runs with this specific guild and so we ended up joining it to start raiding full time if that's like the way you want to say it uh we would raid three nights a week um for four hours a night so 12 hours of my week went into raiding and so Uh, so what is like what does that entail so raiding entails uh blizzard every expansion uh comes out with a raid for the player base uh they Mm -hmm. actually do a couple raids for each expansion so it's always different like it'll have a set amount of bosses in it and like this like this specific uh i'm trying to like i don't want this white screen here but (laughs) the raid that we did it was three so during this time you had three different raids you could go to um each one having like uh like two bosses in it one having six another having like six or whatever so 
you rage just consisted of you wiping, which means dying, like all of you die. Yeah. Uh, just wiping I, on a boss. I, I do know, like I've, I've picked up some of the terminology from like Destiny yeah. and stuff. Oh right, yeah, Destiny, and um, yeah. So it's just wiping over and over again on the same boss and progressing it, and ultimately like trying to get gear. You know, they'd have a whole system where, like, some or guilt a lot of times like would have an add-on that we'd had certain points to make sure like everyone was earning gear evenly um but it's just like it was a group event (laughs) that you just had to like down these bosses and every uh every raid has like the main final boss it's like a bigger deal to defeat it etc um but it's just a lot it's a lot of coordination um and each uh boss like i don't i've never raided in destiny so i don't really know um how that is like how similar it is i don't think it's that similar <laughs> but it's i mean i i don't i like there are some like communication ends up being a big thing in in the destiny raids and i like i i'm speaking only from having like watched people do the destiny yeah. raids but it's not like you have I'm, like like in i know in like in in wow you've got you know you like you might have your healer class and your and your tank and whatnot yeah. and you so you kind of have those roles kind of delineated it's right. i think less so in in destiny cuz basically everybody's you shooting you shoot yeah but you might have you might have somebody who needs to be like yeah, holding like a, a chalice or something that will cleanse something mm, blah 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 blah, okay. blah whatever and so no, so there yeah. there are definitely roles in in a destiny raid um or like in in high level stuff so yeah. Uh, but yeah it, it, in in, but I think they kind of vary a little bit from from a, from the WoW sense. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, what, what WoW, kind of what, what were you uh, 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 is it, what is it like tank DPS and healer? Are yeah, kinda... exactly. Yeah, uh-huh. that's right. yeah, there you go. See, I was a uh, DPS. I was a mage. So okay. uh, that's, that's what I figured with the with the mage. Yeah, I um, yeah, I'm communication. How much I know? <laughs> you're good. There you go. Yeah, communication's huge in WoW. We would use this. Um, Back in the day, we'd use a program called Ventrilo. And, yeah, everyone in the raid had to be in Ventrilo, had to have a mic. You had to, like, you didn't have to talk, but, like, you had to be there ready. Every, you'd have a raid leader. So you could either be in a 10-man group or a 25-man group. And back in the day, like, in Burning Crusade, they would even have 40-man raid groups. So it's, so I only played during the 10- and 25-man um part you can still go back and play that content but you obviously don't need 40 people to play it anymore or to beat it anymore but um so yeah my first group my first guild was a 10-man uh, guild uh and my last one was a 25-man guild so just imagine getting 10 to 25 people together on at the same time committed listening to you and having to coordinate like this whole ordeal like we'd have a raid leader and we were all like expected to watch videos online of like the world first people that like there would always be videos explaining every single boss like the mechanics in it what you need to dodge you know what was avoidable damage what wasn't avoidable damage what the healers needed to know what how the tank needed to tank the boss etc what the dps need to do if the boss is a dps check where it just means that really it's not super hard mechanic wise it's just you need to make sure your dps is actually 
doing good DPS, um, yeah. or else you're not going to down the boss. It's going to enrage, and you're going to die. Yeah, so got, I've I've picked up that from a Destiny stream. As oh, well. really? Yeah. Yeah. The D, so the DPS uh, check, yeah. The DPS check. So, um, so I think that um, those moments, like raiding, is why I stayed and played WoW for so long. Because when you spend twelve, twenty. 40 hours a week, you know, with the same people, you they kind of become like your family. So mm-hmm. I know towards the end of my like three year like career with WoW, um, I was very kind of tired of the game. I only logged on to raid, but I couldn't bear to say goodbye to anyone. So I just never quit. Um, I mean, I did quit eventually, but like I, it was hard to quit because I didn't want to. And I hopped through like, you know, you a lot of times you move on to another guild because your old guild broke up or something. Like I know sometimes it's hard to get 10 people to come online at once. Um, everything else. Uh, so I know like my, uh, it's like my first rating guild called blacklisted. Uh, we, yeah, eventually just, I think some people quit and just, I don't know. It was like time to move on. And I know like during the summer, it was during the summer because I ended up going to, a raiding guild on my own uh with or i should say blacklisted is where i i did become really good friends with these people um actually sad story uh our raid leader or guild leader uh died a while ago that was sad he was in hawaii mm. i have no idea why but we were facebook friends so like i'd like facebook friends with all these people and uh we i have like little facebook groups for all my different you like stay in touch that way mm-hmm. um but uh my very first raiding guild is where I met my friend Jordan, um, who is, I moved to Los Angeles with him and roomed with him for like, whatever, however long until he got a job in San Francisco. But and he was, was he, uh, was he the one that was playing with you on your stream? Yeah. Yeah. He's with okay. me on my stream. Uh, he's the one that got me back into WoW and, uh, he's the one that's in like my Twitter profile picture. But, oh, okay. uh, and he's the one I stayed with, like, in San Francisco during Kind of Honey and everything else. Uh, that's where I met him, and that's where we became, like, best friends. Because uh, I just picked on him, and he picked on me. He was He's a healer, and we just had... Well, I get why you would pick on him, then. <laughs> but, uh, no, they... Uh. They were very mean to me. <laughs> or he was—he would always joke. He's like, "Just don't heal Beasley. <laughs> like, if you're running out of mana, just don't heal Beasley." That's what I do. <laughs> so, <laughs> gosh, but yeah. So we, so we kept in touch. I have plenty of memories uh, with like that. Like spending however much money I've spent on WoW, like in these past years, like that friendship alone was worth it like mm-hmm. completely and i think back like what if i never played you know like same thing with kind of funny it's just like my life would just be so freaking different like uh without the internet so um yeah i we met there but i went off to a because jordan i guess quit for a little bit and then jacob my boyfriend at the time he wouldn't play over the summer because like his parents didn't actually let him play wow so he played in secret <laughs> so like when he uh because of his academic like they were not happy about wow so sounds like you could... had a real adult there yeah Lauren. real yeah no, i don't even nope not gonna get into that uh <laughs> but uh definitely not gonna get into that um we'll, we'll, we'll talk offline <laughs> but um 
we uh so he couldn't uh play during the summer so i wanted to keep raiding so i went into my old guild an- another guild called cutthroat we were cool kids um yeah totally that was another 10 man raid and that was a lot of fun i really liked a group i was most i was um the only girl in that guild or in that raid group so uh no, I have a lot of good memories with them, too, and I'm still friends with them. Because we, we were all friends, like, on Battle.net, too, like the Blizzard mm-hmm. ID. So it's just, like, you always have these, like, you'll always remember. Like, you don't forget these people. Like, you always have memories with them, which is really cool. Um, and then, yeah, from eventually, like, down the line, like, we came back together, the three of us. And we, my last guild called Enclave was a 25-man guild. And they were the ones that I just, like... Um, got the most the closest to uh i guess maybe maybe because i was older or more in the face i don't know but uh it was actually and you then you get guild drama because that happened i remember like i started an enclave and then like we got mad a few of us got mad that we weren't progressing on the specific boss and it's because certain dps weren't performing but like my raid leader wasn't going to uh say anything to like you know like we were like enclave is when we started it was only a two day a week raiding guild we were kind of casual but we were really good like we were still like the number one where we were the second 25 man guild like because you there's a whole website called like wowprogress.com or something it just shows like the top guilds on your server we were number two for 25 man but we were very casual we just we raided eight hours a week because it was all a lot of working people so and like i was trying to like do academic stuff whatever so i just didn't want to uh go about that um but we there came a time where we got mad so we left like we were all like officers in the guild and we just left and created our own guild our own 10-man guild and we did that for a little bit and then i don't know what happened we we came back he he accepted us back so so this was this was when you left this was Enclave or Cutthroat? Yeah, this is Enclave. Okay. So so it wasn't, you didn't leave Cutthroat to create Mutiny, the guild? No, 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 no. I, we left Enclave and we, it was a guild that one of them already had. Like, it was like their bank guild. Because a lot of times people just made guilds just on their alt characters so they could have extra bank space. Okay. Um, but it was a uh, guild called Liars and Cheats. We uh, left to go do that <laughs> but eventually we came we did really well like it was a good time but i think ultimately we just like we end up coming back to enclave and so mm-hmm. it's just like those little guild drama memories um talking and vent being like we gotta talk to you we're all guild critic g quit <laughs> uh but it was uh it's just that's what yeah that's my favorite part about wow is the community sorry i don't know what's beeping i think it's facebook (laughs) Um, way to go facebook i know um but i that's what's always going to be like special about it to me and that's why i play now is just to play with a group of people with friends i don't really care to play solo i just like to be just staying up late at night with these people it's how jordan and i stay in touch like we're just like because we're online for hours with each other every night like playing this game working together to down these bosses and these mechanics and the game like is so heavily focused on mechanics like 
you have to be perfect. Like, it's crazy how every role is important. Like, you, like, it's clear if you fucked, if you fucked up and you're the reason, you know, um, it's just, it's very hard to get bored of it because there's so many different classes you can play. You can be a tank, you can be a healer. You know, there's 11 total classes, I think, right now that you can do. Like, four or five of them are tanks, a couple of them are healers, and a couple of them are DPSs. So, like, even if you're tired of DPSing, you can jump into healing. If you're tired of healing, you can do tank. Like, you can find one that fits you well. And I just, like, the community of WoW, like, not, like, the WoW community because they're all trolls, but, like, the ones that, like, the friends that you the make in it. The good yeah. ones, yeah. Those uh, are what makes it, like, totally worth it and totally, like, while I'll always spend $15 a month on this game. It's just because of how different uh, my life would be. And just, like, I met Jordan, and we were, like, best friends for, like, five years before we ever met. It wasn't like we decided to move out to L.A. before we had even met. It was like, oh, we're moving to L.A. together. We should probably uh, meet. So we met once before (laughs) moving out to L.A. And so it's just – and there's just so much old content. Like, the three of us would always do – go back and just do some old content because I hadn't seen it and they loved it like they loved going back and seeing the old stuff and so it's cool now they've dumbed down WoW a lot uh, recently it's still fun it's like a lot of fun still every time I've played I've played a different like spec of mage because like every class has three specs to it uh, besides uh, the new class but so uh, the three like talents that you can be on, uh, mate. So specs like specializations, I should say. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mage is pure DPS. All three of them are DPS. Sometimes you have hybrids. Like one is like the healing specializations. The other one's like the tank specialization. Whatever. Okay. Um, so I've managed to like be like I was an arcane mage in Kata. I was a frost mage in MOP, and I was a I'm now a fire mage in this. So it's cool like how every. Blizzard does a really good job at balancing out everyone to where you can really play the class you want to play. Like, you don't... I mean, if you're in a higher rating guild, sometimes you might be forced to play a specific class. But it's just... I don't know. It's a lot of fun. And like I said, I have a love-hate relationship Mm -hmm. for it. It's, like, hard. I had to, like, realize, like, yeah, I actually do like WoW a lot, Um, (laughs) considering... But so uh, so like what's the like is the what's the ratio between um, uh, like the time you're talking about you know spending mm-hmm. four hours a night three nights a week with yeah. these people what's the ratio of time that you guys are like focused on the task at hand versus just shooting the shit with friends so most of it is just the task at hand I mean like we're always having fun like. Uh, like, especially with my last, or just all my guilds, like, they're all, like, none of them are, like, crazy serious, and, like, there's videos online, you can see me raiding, but, um, no, a lot of times we did just focus on raiding, um, everything else required less people, so we could do dungeons together if we wanted to, but even back then, I just usually pugged the dungeons, I just did randoms, and so I really only spent my time with them during raiding. We were in the guild, we had guild chat, so we could, like, hang out there and chat there and a lot of times people just like sat in like the main city for hours they didn't do anything Mm -hmm. to just had up guild chat pretty much and 
would talk. And so it's it's a typically when you are a raid guild and a pretty heavily raided guild, um, you spend most of your time raiding. Or if you're not raiding, you are prepping for raids. So you're going fishing to make your food. You're getting your potions ready. You're getting your flasks ready. You're getting your cauldrons ready. Just all these things. Like I remember spending like an hour before a raid just fishing, just mm-hmm. trying to get ready. And so is that the is that where you're kind of where you're actually like making the friendships as, or because like I, like I think I look at like some of the the like my friends who I've watched play Destiny or something like that, mm-hmm. and the Destiny raids tend to be like getting from point A to point B is where everybody can just kind of like shoot the shit, and then once they get to point B and it's a boss and they have to or it's a, it's the mini boss or whatever and they have to like focus and and really be strategic about okay. Yeah. Um, his health's down. Now we need to run over to this corner of the room at, before he like does a, a, a an attack. Uh, whatever. Wipe us. Yeah. Um, yeah. So is it is it the same kind of the yeah like, the same kind of mechanics where there is like a little bit of like a, a lull getting from kind of point A to point B and then yeah. So how everybody's got to be like really focused, really on their game. Right. So how it typically works is that there's a couple of trash mobs before it, which. Is, Okay, trash mobs just being uh, they're just like smaller mobs that yeah, just, just are easy just like normal yeah groups like enemies. packs just like really? padding around and so people just call it trash um, but so yeah there was quite a bit of trash mobs that like really didn't have occasionally they had mechanics to them but like very basic ones but a lot of times they're just like shoot and kill and that's like yeah that's when we're having fun just laughing just downing and talking about our day. That kind of thing. And so it wasn't until we got to the boss mm-hmm. is where we spent like 10 minutes before even doing the boss, like our raid leader going around putting marks on the map or on the – because you could have markers on that were like floating. He'd be like, okay, this is purple. This is this. And he would – we had already – we would already watch the video, but then he would re-explain everything to us, like what – he would assign certain people to where they needed to go um, and talk about different – so it's just like, yeah, so that's when – you actually had to focus. But even then, like, you would wipe and we'd laugh and have fun still. Like, and it got to the point, like, when you do the boss enough and you start downing it often, like, and you get better gear, you can down the boss a whole lot, like, more often. So, like, because the raids reset every week. So you try to do as many bosses as you can in the week, and then they reset. So eventually you're doing these same bosses every single week. So the first boss is always easy. So you're always just downing the boss every... So it just gets easier and easier with the more time you spend on it and the more gear you get to where that just becomes fun too. That's just like an easy, like... easy. It used to be hard, you know, you had your time where you were progressing on it and you had that moment where you... The moment when you down the boss you've been working so hard for is amazing. But um, there's a lot of screaming, just like, yeah! But... uh, um. But so those become pretty uh, kind of fun, fun and games there. But so it's kind of, yeah, so that sounds pretty similar to what you like, described. What, how long, how long are they, like, are, the so encounters? If if, are, are, are some of these fights? Um, yeah. Like, um, I, mean, I, I definitely, I'll, I'll definitely hear stories of like, oh, it takes like 70 hours to defeat this boss, just like endlessly okay. hammering them and stuff. Yeah, um, um, there like, are... Like, I'm thinking of something like Final Fantasy there, Final Fantasy XV. Like, I remember, like, when, I think it was, like, Odin came out or something, people, like, had to spend, like, days just endlessly attacking yeah. the guy to, to yeah. take him out. Um, they would be, like, 30 minutes, 
Okay. Just like depending, so, it depended so, on so the. Definitely not that. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not like crazy. Like you, you still like had a lot of bosses to get through the night. Like so, you would have like there'd be times that you could get like a four-hour raid. You could go through the entire instance um, if you were that good with it and just like didn't wipe. Like, let's see. Like our final boss in one of them. Oh, see, this is only eleven minutes long, so it only took us like. 10 minutes so they're really not even it feels like 30 minutes jesus but <laughs> yeah they're yeah. like 10 minutes even like they're really not that long and some are shorter okay. because they're just like deep typically the dps checks are shorter because they'll start enraging you like if you can't down this in time then you're you know fucked yeah. but um yeah so like this final boss is only 10 minutes like 12 13 minutes long so yeah they're really not like max they're like max 15 okay. minutes um so it makes it not as bad or like it sucks when you wipe like at one percent with the boss's health or something it's like oh mm-hmm. they went 15 minutes but um it gets better for it okay um a uh, couple like couple last uh, questions i want to touch on mm-hmm. um one did you ever watch the guild i started watching the guild yeah okay. i uh because the fact that you like now work geek and sundry, geek and sundry yeah um Fleet Fleet at, like yeah. that that popped up i was like because that's like I've watched, I think the first season of the Guild, um, and, but because I wasn't a WoW person, a lot of the stuff was like just right. going over my head. So I was like, eh, I like, actually, I, I have no doubt this is way funnier for people that are really into this stuff. Yeah, I actually need to. I think I've only seen like the first episode or something of it. I really haven't spent a lot of time with it, and I know I would love it. I need to actually go back and watch it because it is just my life, really. <laughs> mm. It's pretty good. No, Felicia Day. That was a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then, uh, and we talked about this a little bit, uh, kind of when we were initially discussing this is the topic, but I always, I always look to like whenever inevitably people ask Greg and Colin, um, on one of their podcasts, like what's your desert Island game or something like that. The, one of the answers I always think about is, um, is wow. As like, yeah, if, if it were me, ever. Yeah. because, because yeah, like it, it's, it's like, I would get bored playing you know the a lot of the standards that people will say in that like the you know, ten their hour favorite, experience their favorite games yeah. or something like I mean like I I love Final Fantasy VI but if that was the only game I ever had to play the rest of my life I yeah. would hate it pretty quick. Whereas I look at something like WoW or like Final Fantasy XV like the the mm-hmm. big MMORPGs and and think like that's something that if in the stipulations of this hypothetical situation, um, yeah. I have a good internet connection on this desert <laughs> island <laughs> this and desert. and access to, like, the continued content of, yeah, uh, the, of the game. Um, yeah. Like, something like that, it seems like I would never run out of um, things to do. It's with. true, yeah. That is very a very good point. You Even when you have done a ton of the newer content, if you haven't been playing since Vanilla... There is still old content for you to go back to. They have an achievement system. They have, like, ways you can earn mounts by doing certain achievements, like, doing certain runs. There's, like, if you – there's drop mount drop chances. Like, there's just, like, so many things you can, like, aim for and do in that game, like, with your professions, leveling those up and just exploring. Like, it's just – yeah. There's, like, an endless amount of stuff to do. And uh, if and on your desert island, if you have a friend or, like – you would still have your guildies. You wouldn't get like super psychotic and be alone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You'd have, have some you'd have kind your, of communication. I just play with Wilson. Yeah, I just exactly. Play with Wilson. I'd set him up with a with a head headset, and, and yeah. we would go. It'd be good. No, yeah, that's 
the game's always and yeah it's always continuing to update because even with like every expansion they put out like they don't just like uh put out an expansion and that's all you get for two or three years it's they put on expansion gradually release like the raid like they'll release like one wing of, of the raid one week the second wing of the raid the second week you know until it's all the way out and then they'll just have us you'll have that for a little bit and then they'll release a whole new raid they'll release more dungeons they'll release more quests like so there's literally always content being added into that game and so it, they definitely try to keep you <laughs> around and have you not get too bored and drop your subscription yeah, yeah. um awesome uh, like what what of uh, of the raids um so you came in you said with cataclysm mm-hmm. um what so what's like or uh, not not raids i guess expansions um yeah. what ha- what has been like is that your favorite because that's when you kind of came into it or or did you end up um like connecting yeah. to one i of the other ones? i think i liked Missa pandaria the best of the three i've played like legion's great too but i uh that's where i was with enclave um and so that's where i enjoyed my time the most i should say it's like i it's not because of the like i enjoyed the miss the pandaria content though even though a lot of people were mad about the pandas and whatever else but um i actually thoroughly enjoyed the content the raid was fun um and it had a great a lot of great mechanics to it um but that was where i ended uh and it's just that's where i had like the most fun with my you know guild and that's where all the guild drama happened and that's just where it's just there's a lot of memories during that expansion because i guess i kind of came in halfway through kata so mop i just i don't know when what year miss came out but um it was just a very i think i just played the most most of it like most of my time was in that expansion so that's probably my favorite um but Legion's great, too. It's just, like, I just don't do a lot in Legion. I just have, like, my few friends. Like, it's just all Jordan's old guild members that kind of have taken me in. And we don't raid. We just do dungeons. So it's cool. not – I like the changes they've made in Legion. I just – it's I haven't gotten to experience a lot of it. And fun story, the week I was quitting, uh, wow, an item dropped off the last boss that I've been wanting for, like, ten weeks. And I had been saving my DKP for this, which is just like current. It's not currency, but it's just like every time you're in the ring. Because sometimes we'd have sit-outs too, like backups in case someone didn't show up or something. So every time you downed a boss like and you were in the raid group and downed the boss, you got so much DKP. And so when you – I guess it is currency. So when an item popped up that you liked, that you wanted, you had to bid for it. And so that allowed people to, uh, or you you could you, I guess like yeah you didn't bid for it you just said you wanted it and then whoever had the most DKP uh, got it and so that's kept it to where everyone was evenly getting gear, um, and that's why like there's jokes it's like fifty DKP minus like if you like fuck up or if you just mouth off um, but. Um, so I that, had. I did not know that was a joke. Oh, that is that, a, it's a that joke. is a meme thing so, that is uh, that yeah. I was not. I've, That's I'm a not thing. that entrenched in it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I had saved up all this DKP. I hadn't been getting any gear because I was just wanting this. I needed this so bad. And then the very last week, 
I got it. And then I couldn't even have it because my guild leader asked if I would give it to someone who actually was going to continue to raid with them. And I was very upset. <laughs> A little too upset. I, yeah, my ex was like, why are you, like, it doesn't even matter. And I was like, it matters, man. <laughs> like, I want it so bad. I've been working. It's been like 10 weeks. <laughs> I'm entitled to that final I'm entitled to it, damn it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's good. Great. Any any last? Uh, I mean, that's that's a, I, that seems like a good wow memory to go out on. But do you have any, yeah. <laughs> any other final thoughts that you really want to uh, you, you want to touch on before uh, moving on? It's just not really. It's just like wow's great with people. Like it's hard to play. I don't see how people play it casually because I'm playing it casually now and I'm dropping off quicker. Um, but if you want a game with a community and you want to like make fun friendships like you can't be afraid to go in it with strangers like i didn't know any of these people in the guild like you just become friends with them so just you should if you if that's something you guys want to play like it's definitely worth it uh you sometimes people think the 15 dollars is a lot but it it's really not like in the grand scheme of things for how for how much time you end up putting in wow um and don't like i feel I hear a lot of people say that they don't want to get in the wild because they don't have the time, which you will make time for a while, let me tell you. But uh, no, you can actually play it pretty casually. And nowadays, yeah, you can just play in-game currency. I think JJ, he would always just be like, uh, he hasn't paid for a while in a very long time. He just would make enough money to buy the in-game currency and then keep going. So that's pretty cool. I've done the in-game currency once uh, recently, and then I stopped playing and had to play back in and didn't have enough money so I had to actually pay for it <laughs> so no it's a no it's a good game um, and I think a lot of people there's a stigma with it and not so much like in the gaming actual gaming community because they all know it's just like another game but um, there's a stigma with it like for I guess noobs <laughs> like just little nubs that don't know know anything about games so it's kind of weird to say you play wow or i met someone playing world of warcraft um but yes, i mean uh, like I, I i definitely think uh, as somebody who like five years ago absolutely would have been like that stupid judgmental yeah like, exactly like oh you you guys met online weird yeah but that's just because exactly. i'm i'm old and and <laughs> don't but now i mean yeah now now i look no, i just like think i think everybody i've had on this show is yeah, exactly that I met online first yeah. Yeah, um, and I just think... Some of whom I, I haven't met in person. <laughs> it's true, very true. No, I just think WoW's a game that everyone should try, and they have it now to where you can download the entire game for free. Um, you yeah, can like play up to level boost, 20. You can play right up to 100 or something, right? Uh, well, buy, just like you, you can play up to level 20 for free. So oh, okay. you can play the whole... I mean, like, you have the whole world, but, like, you're level 20, so you can't really do too much. But, <laughs> but like you can at least try it out and i don't know i love wow but like i don't like skyrim's hard to get into for me even though it's like a similar thing so i don't know it's just i just i feel like everyone should at least there's no reason not to now that it's free to up to level 20 (laughs) like just try it man you you don't even need a like baller ass pc to play it <laughs> like I mean, my system's pretty... like eight years old so it might not work online <laughs> um low settings man it just like won't okay. be pretty won't be pretty <laughs> yeah Great. i think that's good 
well, thank you, uh, Lauren, for educating me and and bringing me up to speed on World of Warcraft. It's definitely a game that like I've I've admired and respected from the outside. Yeah. Um, even as it it strikes me as daunting, and I think the big version isn't so much time because absolutely I could make the time for it, but I, as somebody who likes trying a lot of different things, the thought of like this being the game that I play for three years um, yeah. is is a bit, like, that's that's a bit terrifying, where I'm like, but I, like, I just like too many other things and I, like, I'm, I'm not the kind of person, though, that can, that will jump around from game to game to game at the same time. I will play, like, yeah. a game kind of through, and then I will switch to another game and then play that next game, so um, so that's that's been my version to, to World of Warcraft, but I look at it and I'm like, that's like, I see the numbers of people that have played it, and I see mm-hmm. like the the communities like you talked about that kind of form around it, um, and like some of my it's interesting because like I, as uh, so in my in like my theater circles um, mm-hmm. when I would do theater and stuff, um, I like we didn't I didn't talk about being a gamer or anything like that. It's it's something that I just kind of have kept close to the vest, hundred you know, growing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would find out that like some of my friends, um, like my my friends in theater who were gamers like warcraft is what they played um one of my one of my friends sam um like when i go to when i go to these events um he basically says hey like he's a blizzard diehard and so he'll Mm -hmm. he'll like i i will send him a picture of the legion booth at pax and uh and it'll make him smile and stuff so yeah i blizzard itself yeah that's a whole nother topic oh yeah and and like blizzard like um so the game awards happened a few weeks ago and, and like a lot of people in our community were like, no, it should be Uncharted and Naughty Dog. I'm like, Uncharted and Naughty Dog are great. Like, it's a great game. Yeah. Naughty Dog's a great company. But they came out with one game this year and continued to support it. It's, it's you know. It's, no, it's, I don't even play Overwatch, but, like, but it's like, a Blizzard game. Like, they yeah, bl- Blizzard polish like, their game so steps, well. Steps it up. I, I, they're not for me, but I look at them, I'm like, I get why people mm-hmm. love well, Hearthstone. Yeah, and I only... And, Heroes of the Storm and yeah. Diablo. I mean, like I like Diablo's the the one that I've gotten most into of any of the Blizzard. Diablo's games. a lot of fun. I actually only have Diablo and got into Diablo because Blizzard was doing a special to where if you like committed to a year's worth of WoW time, <laughs> then you got Diablo for free. So, yeah, guess who did that? It was me. I did it, and then I didn't play it all summer, and I was so mad. I was like, God, I'm like committed <laughs> to this. Like I'm not even like playing it, <laughs> but I was playing Diablo instead. That was the problem. Yeah. That's it. Like I, I, my, uh, so my sister used to live in, uh, uh, she lived in Tennessee for a little bit and then she lived in Texas for a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, while she was away, she's back, back here in the Valley now, but while she was away, like I got her for her birthday a couple years ago, um, I got her a PS4 because mm-hmm. like they, they had a PS3 and they played Diablo, her and her, her now husband. Um, and, uh, and I was like, I had it on PS4 and so I was like, here, Jamie, happy birthday. Here's a here's a PS4 and Diablo so we can like hang out in a party chat and play together. And so that's like yeah. those are those are my Diablo memories are, are playing with her um, mm-hmm. and and uh, and my brother-in-law now, uh, Joel, um, and having yeah. like a good time just kind of doing doing a lot of the same stuff. Like we're, you know, when we're in a in a crazy boss fight, that's when we're like focused. And right. My sister's not great at games, so it was it was largely like me and Joel kind of doing. Something. But she was fine in Diablo because it's just like button smashing. Yeah, it's really not. Yeah, it's a pretty good like just go all in. Um, but yeah, like I mean, Blizzard has 
since like since those early Warcraft days, um, and even before that with Vikings or whatever, yeah. um, like they like everything they they put out is is solid. Yeah, Blizzard's definitely. Even if like... Overwatch isn't for me, like I look at it and I see why everybody loves it and why everybody yeah. is connected to it. Yeah, definitely Warcraft. one of my fave uh, gaming companies. Yeah. And I I'd, I'd get Overwatch. I just have like. I just don't know if I should get it for PC or PS4. And that's just, like, mostly what's stopping me. Because everyone plays on P- PS4, but I'm like, all oh, my Blizzard games are on the PC. That's so weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. But you get trophies on the PS4. I know. You get trophies, and the PC players were, are probably way better. That's, Not that's to, like, true. hate on the PS4 people. Just, like, no, PC no, I, people I totally are, get PC Master Race are on that front. That, crazy. Yeah, if, you, if you're looking to play this competitively... Oh, I guess that's true. And, like, I wouldn't be able to do the... To I wouldn't do be able to do mouse and keyboard i wonder if i could do it on with the controller though no, whatever yeah. <laughs> um well great thank you again for uh for for the world of warcraft talk um yeah. it was it's it, very informative and very uh, uh eye-opening and i i'm glad that you had you you definitely seem to have more fond memories of it than negative memories no for sure for yeah. sure great uh well topic number three uh the getting to know you topic uh, I don't really even know what to like, what to call it. Film production, production, video production. Oh yeah, I coordinate. I'm a production coordinator. Production. That's what so, I do. So we we touched on it a little bit at the beginning of the show, um, but you, yeah. you like you you're out in LA. You do like um, production work um, mm-hmm. for uh, like you, you have bounced around from kind of company to company. Yes. Currently, you're working for I'm Legendary, um, working on a couple Nerdist shows. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Tell me what you do in, in that capacity. Tell me what, what that life is like. What that life is like. I Okay, so I moved out here last year, last January. So right when Kind of Funny was happening or becoming a thing, I was moving out to L.A. So their anniversaries, like my California anniversary, my L.A. anniversary. Um, as long as they've been a company, I've been out here. Uh, but uh, this... You, I came out here without a job because it's pretty much impossible. You'd have to be really lucky to have a job uh, before you come out here. Just, like, know someone uh, yeah. that could have provided that for you. Um, so I knew Kentucky wasn't happening. Like, I, I'm not going to be in news uh, my whole life. So moved out here on my own with uh, my friend Jordan, and we both didn't have jobs <laughs> we just like went for it and so a lot of like what i do it's all freelance based you don't i shouldn't say all uh the majority of it um is freelance based so you work on a project for a couple of months and then you're unemployed again until the next thing comes along and uh, my first year was just me doing like day jobs or week jobs like just taking whatever i can get uh and just uh making those contacts really uh so like i got my first job and then like the people i met on that show uh i only was there for like three weeks and the people i met there is what continued me uh for all my future jobs so um because the industry is very much who you know yeah it resumes don't i mean they exist like people like to see them um but it's really just you get a phone call and you're like i need I need a PA to come in or like with my job at Nerdist, uh, my friend's uh, boyfriend was the show producer, is a show producer over there 
for these two shows and they need a coordinator and he knew I coordinated and he knew that I did uh I knew Twitch and this gaming stuff so he's like you'd be perfect for it so he just called me I'm like hey I need someone so there's like no interview process he just told me what I was about to see if I he just like do you think you could handle that and like would you be interested in doing that I was like fuck yeah this nerdist <laughs> I'm all for it so it's good um I've been very uh, proud of what I've been able to accomplish in the two years I've been out here. Because a lot of times, they like to say you should only pay for like a year before you move up. Um, but that's a very lucky case. Like, you really, a lot of times, PAs will be PAs for a couple of years. But I pretty much PA'd for, I PA'd, I mean, all last year, but it was in very spur of the moments uh and then I PA'd on my first job this year for five months and that's when I told myself that I was done PAing I'm over it I am worth so much more and I just wanted to use my brain I don't know I was just like I was over just doing like silly work that like a monkey could do like you know just anyone could do it and I didn't yeah so and uh, just for for those less uh, industry folk, PA production assistant. Oh yeah, production assistant. Just kind Sorry. of like, it, it, like yeah, a they're at the you, lowest you, of the you low. Do whatever, whatever. Anyone is can be needed. a PA. Yeah. You go grab coffee. You grab the coffee. You do, you do whatever. You do whatever they tell you to do. <laughs> um, so that's just how you. Everyone starts as out as a PA though. Like you'll see EPs, they start as a PA. Everyone started out this way, but anyone can do it, and so. It's a great learning experience to be like during your PA because I came out here not really knowing what the industry, how it exactly worked, you know, what jobs there were, where I personally fell into the whole production sphere. Um, so it allowed me to find that I wanted to coordinate. I wanted to go that route of the more organizational, like I... I'm not super creative, so like producing isn't really like (laughs) so producing isn't really in my ballpark. Um, So like EP and everything, that's just like not really me. Um, But I am, and I'm not like I'm not going to be a DP, which is a a director of photography. Um, They're like the highest of the high camera wise, and they did the director pretty much. Um, But they also film, so like I'm not going to do camera work I'm not going to do audio work uh I'm not really interested being out on the field because typically the field means that you are working for 12 hours a day so 60 hours a week um and I just that's what I did like the first five months of this year and I just I was very tired all the time and I just really like I had experienced like office work like last year for like a month and I just much 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 preferred it um, just having like a normal life. Uh, so that's where I kind of eventually decided that co- production coordinating would be my path. And that's just like, that's the next step after PA is like coordinating. And then I could potentially become like a production manager and then a line producer, um, that just handles the budget and everything else. So it's just, um, I just found that being the organizational one, uh, is where I fell in the umbrella of production. So that at least allowed me to do that. So once I decided that's what I wanted to do, and a lot of people will be like, oh, really? You want to you wanna coordinate? Because like, coordinating like, gets a lot of 
it's a lot of crap. Like you have to do a lot of like work. Um, it's it's like it's, it's not the it's not the glamorous. Yeah, it's not stuff. the it's, most it's glamorous. The, and it's the it's the booking flights and stuff like that. Yeah, right? and it's like and just production dealing with, and dealing with uppity reality stars. And just it's just like production side of things in general. Like so the the part of the umbrella I want to be a part of, like that part, which is like tends to the production. Like there's the producing side. There's the production side. So, like, I – we're, like, the production side, which is, like, coordinator, production coordinator, production manager, line producer. It's, like, that's the tier. Like, we are what gets shit on the most. Um, technically, like, everything just, like, the producer asks you they want to do something, you have to say yes. Like, you will make it happen. Like, you will tell them it's going to cost you this much. Um, it usually takes five days to get a permit. You want it tomorrow. We'll see. Like, you always have to just, like – smile and nod and you are the ones that will get the most fucked so it's hard um i have not experienced that over at nerdist though um it's a completely different world at nerdist and i love it um but like my last show was a nightmare uh because that's just what and that's just like that might just be like the bachelor world i don't know but or just like reality in general but uh because i work I've worked primarily on reality TV and then, I mean, that's all I've done until now. So, or game shows. I kind of count that as reality. Uh, it's not scripted. It's, I've focused mostly on unscripted, uh, or solely on unscripted, not by choice, just because that's just where my contacts were. Mm -hmm. And that's just where I am today. And so, um, I did a bachelor spinoff was my last show. And that was, the worst show i like i my pm so my boss um my production manager he uh has been in, in the industry for like nine years now and he said it is the worst show that he's ever worked on i don't know if i should be saying this but um uh, <laughs> I mean, let me know if, if, if you need me to cut some of this stuff out uh, fair, man. <laughs> no uh it's fine everyone knows it um but it's just like it was a know, very just in case one of the 20 people that watches this video <laughs> is the ep of nck production yeah um next entertainment that would be horrible um I, you guys were nice that's fine don't hate me but um no it was it's it wasn't anyone's like particular fault it was just like hard because um our entire creative had to be changed the week before filming so it was like as if all of our pre-production that we were ready and good to go was just like burned in a fire and just swept away by a tornado. It was just done. It was no more. And so we essentially had to film while also creating a creative for the show. And yes, it's reality. There's no scripts in reality. No, you know, you gotta. People know the story they want to tell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you got to make it interesting. There's some of their scripts. It's just there are stories you want to tell. So, um, uh, so it's just a lot of having to do that. So that just kind of set a bad note for the show, um, and it just made it hard to catch up. So it just became like a very, and it's just, it was also the pilot. So the pilot seasons of shows just are always going to be the worst shows because everyone's learning how the show should be ran, et cetera, et cetera. I did a ton of travel which like the bachelor bachelor and bachelorette they have their own specific travel coordinators and they have like four of them so and then their own specific like production coordinators which they had a ton of so like 
I was just the sole production coordinator that also did travel. And so I'd be flying like 20 crew members and like cast members. And it ended up being a whole lot more work uh, for like, or just a whole lot of work for one person to handle. And it got to the point where I just didn't have enough time in the day to do everything. I'd be working on the weekends. I'd be working until 10 p.m., get in the office at 7 a.m. Like I, because there got to the point like the last uh, like month of the show, I like just disappeared off the internet. Like I did not, I could barely sleep. I did not feel good. I would go to work. There was one time I went to work in like leggings and a hoodie because I fully believed I would be sleeping there that night because I was just like, I can't, I need to get the stuff done tonight and I can't see myself even doing that. And it's like not going to be worth me driving all the way back up only to drive down in like two hours. Like, and I remember being a, my uh, line producer, my other, my boss's boss, so my boss, but um, he called me just like to check up on it because I was the only one in the office because everyone was uh, out on the field. And I just mentioned, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm just, you know, probably going to be sleeping here tonight. He's like, I think you're being a little dramatic. <laughs> and I was like, I just can't see myself, like, doing all this. I can't. And so I did not sleep there that night. But I think that was – I think I just said fuck it that day. I just didn't do what I needed to do. I just, like, I couldn't. I was like, they'll just have to wait till tomorrow. Because, like, we would be traveling. I had to make – so I had to book everyone's flight. So I had, like, 200 emails in my, like, inbox. I was just flights. But then you also have to make like little travel memos for each individual per- person so they knew their confirmation number. So that's what I had to like do and get out like in a timely manner before their flights. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, I think that if they do that show again, they would, they'll need like a solely travel coordinator. Cause like on top of that, I was still having to like also production coordinate as well. So just like I, there needs to be a separation. So it's just that show. I was very glad to leave and move on to Nerdist. <laughs> and so production coordination in that, in that, uh, in that context of, of the, uh, the, the spinoff show, the reality show. Um, so you're dealing with travel coordinating, uh, production coordination being like getting permits, getting um, like deals with the, like the places you're going to shoot. Yeah, right. It's just this, um, this show, like, to be honest, like positions kind of vary depending on what company you're working for and what shows you work for. It's just like you could be, you know, you you could be doing completely different things. So like this particular show, like I was doing travel and I would set up all of like our accounts or whatever. I would PO everything. So, which is purchase orders. So every time we bought something big, like all the flights, they had to be put into the system. So everything would be funneled to me receipt wise and I'd have to funnel them in. I'd be the main person, like, talking with accounting and things like that. So it was just a lot of that. And so, like, when, you know, I messed with W9s and all this stuff and when, like, we needed, like, a storage unit to store things, like, I'm figuring that out and everything else. So it's just, like, the little nitty-gritty things. Um, But, like, so you do all that. But, like, at Nerdist, I don't do any of that. Like, I don't. I'm now doing, like, call sheets and schedules, which is what, like, my PM did on my last show. Like, I'm doing call sheets, schedules. I'm still handling receipts, but I don't do anything purchase order-wise. I just hold on to them, and I give them to our 
the legendary uh, PM, a production manager who has all the statements and just checks them. But um, so I'm doing more of a PM job. I do, like, I'm also handling the budget, which is usually just the line producer. So at Nerdist, I'm like the sole, for my shows at least, I'm the sole production coordinator. And really just like, or not production coordinator, the sole like production person. So I'm kind of doing all three jobs. Like I'm line producing, I'm production managing, and I'm production coordinating. But it's so little that like, yeah, it's, it's, it's still a, a much, much like it's as much smaller scale to where it's like I'm doing I'm still doing less work than like I was just the one job in my other show. So legendaries or Nerdist and Geek and Sundry in general are interesting because we actually have a pretty big team. Um, when a lot of times like their shows, it's just like their in house. They have like an in house crew and like a couple of EPs and creative producers that uh, do all the things like. Um, but because we are with their new alpha channel, they, ha- they're like putting more money towards that. And so they're wanting like, and because they're having people pay for it, they're wanting the productions to be of a higher quality. So we actually have a team. So like, I don't even know if there are coordinators at Nerdist or Geek and Sundry, like typically, to be honest with you, uh, it really just might be, I mean, everything there. So, um, it's kind of the same thing like you know you have your nerds news which is like the news stuff i don't know who plans that and like puts the news together uh you have nerds you sucks back and they do critical role which is just like geek and sundry is all just playing games so there's not too much to do it while both of our shows are scripted so we have two writers that write for us you know we have two pas you know we have two associate producers i'm the coordinator there's two show producers like so we're actually a really big staff and so it really just depends on where you are, uh, what your job actually entails. You kind of have to, like, it was easy enough to, like, on my resume just to have, like, I PA'd on these things. Because PA just means the same. Like, it's just like you're the fucking bus boy over here just doing whatever the hell. Uh, but coordinating, I actually kind of need to put on each show what I actually did and what experience I actually have. So, um it's just it's one of those things it's been my life just in general has been very interesting uh coordinating i'm enjoying it i do like coordinating a lot uh but i hope to like i guess go further but i could i could see myself coordinating for a while um i don't have to move up right away unlike pa and i was done with that i was over it i was ready to like actually do something with my degree so uh it was good. And that's, so yeah, I mean, like going, even going, going back, you, so mm-hmm. you got a degree in, in, what's your degree in film? Media arts. Media arts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So like you basically, you got that, you wanted to work in production. Yeah. In so, some way, but you, you, like you said, you didn't really know right. when you went out to LA, what you were like, what path you wanted to take. Mm-hmm. So kind of what was the, like, what, what was it like in those, in those early days where it was like, okay, you know, you're going to PA because that's what everybody does. Right. Um, but did you have, like, an idea of anything you wanted to kind of drive towards at that point? And then you just kind of pivoted I and mean, fell into coordinating? Yeah. I mean, I knew that I I thought about producing for a while. But, like, eventually I was just like, no, I just can't. I was like, I knew there had to be, like, something, like, that would cater to me. Like, I, 
I think for a while I thought that I might actually just do camera work, like I or edit. I think I thought about editing for a while um, because I really enjoy post production, um, and I could still do that. I could do post coordinating if I really wanted to, um, but like I would enjoy editing. But yeah, I think just the more um, so it it was nerve wracking because I felt kind of on a time clock, like not really, but just like I wanted to do more with my life than. PA so it's just like I need to make up my mind on what I want to do and like but what's what's great about the industry is that I could coordinate here and not like it and just jump to something else because of the freelance nature you're just on a show for everything's temporary so you're not like tied down to something to where it's going to be a big deal if you quit like if you just if you don't like something you just finish it out you make a note never to do it again and then uh you just try and see if you can get a job doing something else to where you can at least um, hop around. And see, a lot of people do that. A lot of people will just like, like a D- our DP on one of our shows, he does post-production for House of Cards. And so he just like, he does a mix. He does both camera work and he likes post-production more, but he likes just the small mix of camera stuff. So, because I was talking to him about him actually last week about that. And it's just, it's cool that, you really don't I mean it depends like you don't have to commit to one thing you can actually do a couple different things if your schedule allows it like you could DP one day for a shoot and then like you could cop on for like post work for a week or Mm -hmm. something like that so you actually like don't have to commit which is nice so that's why I kind of just jumped into coordinating because it seemed like something I would like to do it seemed up my alley at least and luckily it is I really like it a lot and it's just like now it's me trying to figure out the content I want to like like it it sucks like like my last show taught me that like it sucks to be working on a show you just don't give two shits about like I don't care about the content it's cool seeing my name in the credits but it's just like in the end, I'm not watching that. Like, I don't even care to turn it on Hulu. I, so that's why, like, every time I kind of achieve my focus, I jump to something new that I, like, I want to start, um, achieving towards. So, like, I've achieved the coordinating. Hopefully, I can continue to coordinate. I know the PA ever again. Um, but now I'm starting to focus on content, like, the content I want to coordinate for, like, try to, I don't even, it's hard to, because you don't really have a choice. You just kind of take the jobs, <laughs> but like, yeah, I mean, I, I, I totally get that. Cause I'm sitting here thinking like when I started acting, for example, like mm-hmm. I would just take whatever roles were offered to me. But yeah. then I got to a certain point where I was like, I don't need to take this role. Uh, and so like, I would, I would set my own metrics of like, okay, like I'm going to do a show either because I want to work with the people that are working on it mm-hmm. or because it's a role I want to do or because the money's good. Right. Like, and, and, and usually it needed to be like at least two of those three things for me to actually say, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and commit to it. Right. Um, exactly. And, and like, I mean, like it was not my job. It's not like it was the thing I did in, in my free time. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's certainly kind of where, where I got to in, in my passion for that. Whereas like, I, I can't, like, I can't waste my time doing things I don't want to do. I like yeah. I, the, the, the one time I ever quit a show, um, we were like a week or two into rehearsals. I had just gotten out of a bad experience that 
I'd done with friends, but like I overall I just didn't like the the show, and so I went right into this other thing. Mm-hmm. And a weekend, I'm like butting heads with the the director, and we have like very different like interpretations of the character. And so I I was like I I'm just gonna go ahead and uh, like it it would be best <laughs> for the production for me to walk away from this. Yeah. And so I quit, and I mean she like. Uh, she understand understandably like she hates me now or or whatever and and uh, and Burn the ties. We, ne- we never worked together again and, yeah. and wouldn't uh, uh, and and like I knew when I was making that decision for myself to mm-hmm. basically say I'm not going to drive half an hour um, out of my way to do this thing that I don't yeah. want to do um, uh, that like I knew that quitting that was going that she like was going to take away from some other opportunities but I I also like said. Like, my time is valuable. Yeah. I'm gonna go ahead and, and make the most of it. So I totally get kind of where you're where you're going in that. Yeah. I also get though that like, when it is your your <laughs> career, sometimes you don't you don't have that luxury. You right. Exactly. Take the shit jobs to and you to get by. And you just it's also you don't want to say no a lot of times because you never know who you're gonna meet at that next job that can That's, yeah absolutely lead you I, like, to. I'm, I'm, I, like, I was, you know, well-established in my community right. at this point. I, yeah, like, I'm still I have, trying I had two people. or three other theaters that, like, if I bailed on this one, it wasn't going to affect anything I was mm-hmm. doing with any of those other companies. Yeah. It was really just, like, this one person was going to not, like, invite me to do readings and stuff anymore. Right. Like, okay, that's <laughs> It's good, it's fine. No, so. That's the sacrifice I'm willing to make. Right, and. Yeah, because this industry is literally, purely who you know. Um, it's good. Like, you don't have to say, like, yes to everything. I know my friend, he, like, really wanted to, like, work in scripted. So he would say no to things. He's like, I'm not taking my – the next show I'm going to do is scripted. So he, like, finally – and he's got it. He's doing it. So sometimes you just have to make those. Because if you do pick up a sh- – you know, like, you always run to the risk of, like, taking a job and then getting offered like a better job like three weeks later and it sucks because like you don't want to burn any bridges so you just kind of have to keep your other job for a bit but no working for Nerdist and Geek and Sundry um, has like given me a glimpse of the dream I guess I should say Uh, it's just like yeah like definitely when you started there there was like a new pep in your step yeah no, for sure. Well, yeah, once I was I was out of the hellhole, but <laughs> it's just, um, it's been, I was talking to my friend uh, today about it, actually, because uh, the shows, like, technically, we just had extended two more weeks for our shows, so two more episodes of each, to, so it's, like, mid-February that we go till, and it's just, like, we can still keep, like, you can be optimistic and, like, see if they keep extending whatever or whatever but um it's just like i at this point i can't even like i guess i'm choosing not to think about an ending because it's like so great like it's such a great job to where it's gonna be it's gonna suck a lot to have to go back to like reality or something like when it ends because i've gotten like a glimpse of the whole like just working in this kind of content and actually enjoying what I like and just being it's just pretty it's a pretty easy gig especially compared to like my other show where I was just constantly working like I can actually check Facebook during the day and actually like 
breathe unlike I could like at my last job and so it's it's like it can be bittersweet that way so like freelancing is nice because you get to like hop around and everything but then it just really sucks when you find something you really really love but uh you can't stay you know so and companies I would like to eventually like get full-time with a company so it'd be cool if I can get full-time with like legendary uh and there's always I mean they're always doing projects and especially with alpha uh, they're going to have to do shows. So who knows? Maybe they'll just, if we, like, don't get any of these shows, they just, like, move us into, like, here's two more shows we want to start making and just keep the same team yeah. that does it. So who knows? Like, it could, and I'm meeting great people there. I'm meeting people who know people in the industry awesome. and everything else. So I mean, yeah, you're like Matt, Matt Myra. Um, yeah, he's nice. Obviously, like, he's he's done a pretty good job with for himself in um i mean for nervous and everything sphere yeah. yeah yeah and he's yeah a writer for the goldbergs now that's what he does but um no he yeah it's just i've met a lot of cool people working here and it's just it's so cool being in like an atmosphere and surrounded by people who like the same things as you like you can talk about video games and it's fun i've gotten like some new shirts because they just have like a box full of loot crate stuff because they get like a lot of the same like boxes so they just have a box they're like we're just gonna throw this away you want it <laughs> like yes i want all of it <laughs> please so it's yeah it's just it's cool to be surrounded by that stuff and it's definitely it's definitely hitting like an itch just like now that i know how great it can be and how like you know i i moved i got happy in my like real life you know like my living situation and now i'm actually like really happy with my so work situation to where like i'm just happy and like now that i know how that feels it's gonna keep me like trying hard to contain it i guess or keep it yeah so, yeah keeps you motivated to, give, to yeah keep it going. definitely keeps me motivated so i don't know um, we'll see so so with uh with something like nerdist being um, you know, you're, you're there basically until you're not, mm-hmm. um, have you, like, are you able to identify other nerdist like opportunities or is it like, like it's, not it seems really. very much kind of a, a, like you get, you get what you get from like contacts and stuff from people that you've worked with before. Yeah. Um, uh, well, first, more so than like seeking out a new opportunity. Yeah, well, the thing with, like, Nerdist, um, they're just, like, they're changing right now. They're growing. So, like, mm-hmm. they've been used to doing the same stuff all the time. Like, they had a routine. They had their in-house people. Some people were, you know, hired on for a little bit, whatever. But, like, we had a meeting um, at, like, we had our first of the month, you know, meeting or whatever. And the guy who's in charge of LDN uh, was doing a doing his like speech thing like the news like whatever like legendary's doing these movies and all this stuff but he was saying for the first time he was just saying how they're growing and how they're expanding especially with alpha having to produce all those shows like this is the first time he can't recognize everyone so i think for a while it was just much smaller people knew everyone you know you just produced pretty uh simple shows that like they're fun and great but like it didn't require too much uh manpower because they were able to just produce so many shows 
-hmm. with only so many people. So now, so I don't look at that. I don't see a whole lot of opportunity there, but because they are now creating this new uh, paid service of Project Alpha, they are now needing more people and they are needing content for the show because they are obligated considering people are paying um, for it. It's not, it's not critical role that they just like pop on, you know, people just subscribe for that, <laughs> but they have, they need to produce content uh, to entice people to join, to keep people there um, and to make it seem worth it. So I see opportunity there in the sense that like they will always need people to create content for that. So, and it's, they're always going to want it to be of a high quality. So I can see us just like maybe them moving us around in that sense, or I jumping on to like a specific geek and sundry role or like, I don't know. So I see more opportunity in their new like alpha platform because they're going to need more people. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I don't know. Yeah, it definitely, it like it, it has echoes to me of like when, um, like when IGN and YouTube partnered up and created their start thing, and that's mm-hmm. what led to Up at Noon being like a show for them, and they ha- they had a few other shows kind of in that in that same vein, yeah. And uh, so they brought in you know people for for that, and then when basically when the contract was done, there were a couple things they kept, and then a couple other things that they like that just fell right. by the wayside because the, the the views weren't there. So I like I th- I think of that, but I also think of like Rooster Teeth. Um, mm-hmm. And and like all of the shows and content that they produce for their yeah, Rooster would be a great company audience. to work for. I'll work for them. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. That's uh, so that that was that was kind of what like you know make that connection with uh, with Andy Cortez and and uh, yeah. make Andy, move to you Austin don't know or me, but <laughs> or I mean like they will they have I know they it's like someone down the grapevine. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Funhouse in LA. Uh, I believe Funhouse is is based uh, in LA. Yeah. Um, uh, but mm. like I and they're under the Rooster Teeth umbrella now, so right. I imagine Rooster Teeth is coordinating for them like out of the home office, just mm-hmm. like they you know, they take on some of the stuff for kinda of funny at this point. Yeah. Um uh, that's yeah, true. that's that's certainly like um if you know, I like I know I know a lot of stepping back. Uh, <laughs> uh well like I'm thinking like would you move to like an Austin or like Canada? Because I know a lot of the, like that. There's a lot of film production stuff up there mm-hmm. um, as well. Um, or is LA kind of like where you want to be? Well, no, I would 100. percent If it was if it was for a full time position, I would move. I'm not going to okay. move for like a six month. I'm not going to okay. spend the money to like move unless they paid for it. Um, but then I'd have to move back, and that right. costs money. So it's just um. Right. I would. I live in LA only because that's where the jobs that's where are. The work is, okay. That's where the most of the jobs are. I don't have any particular like connection or attachment to it. I will move wherever. And, then, <laughs> uh, and so the the stepping back that I was going to do is so you've done you've done like unscripted stuff. You're now kind of doing scripted new media. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that like? Would you have a, a just uh, like a preference between like? Film. Uh oh. I hope this doesn't screw something up. My McAfee's like popping up with like, "Hey, we're gonna scan your system." Oh no. Uh, <laughs> um, we'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, uh, like 
film versus TV versus online now um, being kind of the new media sense, uh, do you have like a preference of one of those that you would want to work in? It seems like TV or potentially new media would be the most long-term stuff versus yeah. film, which is going to be much more like freelance. Mm-hmm. They turn out, yeah. Unless you work for like a film unless company. You're, unless you're working for a studio that, mm-hmm. and then and just kind of managing all going. of their projects, I imagine, yeah. Right. Um, I think I would prefer... Right now, I think I would like to work digitally uh, with the new media um, just because that's more likely content that I'm going to enjoy. Like, TV, it would... I would work scripted, too. Like, a cool scripted show. Like, The Office is what got me into this whole thing. Um, I wanted to create something as special as that. Like, I wanted to create a show that was special for someone else that, like, The Office was special to me. And so I'm not doing that with reality. Um, I can do that with new media. People get really attached to things and like it helps them through because it's so easy to access. Um, but I would be down to like work Gilmore Girls uh, 2.0. So be totally down for that. But so yeah, it just, it all depends on the project. But right now I see myself focusing towards digital because that's where like a lot of like content I like is uh like centered around like like Rooster Teeth or whatever so or Nerdist and Geek and Century like they all do they're just digitally based so and that's the content I enjoy producing and enjoy sitting in meetings about and talking about and it's just it's a lot of fun so um that's kind of where I see but I would totally be down to like do fun scripted shows i don't know about those weird scripted shows that aren't that great but <laughs> that'd, be all, that'd be all and over then, it uh, uh last last question i have on the on the topic unless you uh, you want to kind of cover anything else have you met anybody cool like any any real super cool like celebrity people i've met a lot of people actually um just through well who my are various, the well like even with this job like because with uh sidekick with Matt Myra, we bring on two talent every week mm-hmm. and they've all been like like our first one was Matt Mercer and Andy Secunda because they're all just friends of Matt's <laughs> so they're yeah. like they're just doing that and like we've had some performances one uh one's called Ginny Owens Young she's a musician you can find her on Spotify she was so cool to meet and I really really liked her and now I listen to her music all the time uh but she was so down to earth. I liked her a lot. And the next week we had Kate, uh, I forget her last name, but she was Lucy on the Big Bang Theory, but she performs too. So she did a performance. Um, but just like, there's just been a lot of like, we had Kevin Pollack on the other day. Like I've seen a lot of people, like my first job was celebrity name game with Craig Ferguson. So I, I, I've seen Angela Kinsey, up close, she's in the office. She's Angela in the office. Yep. I've seen Kate Flannery, who is Meredith in the office. So it's like Candace Cameron was on that show. Now she's on Fuller House. Uh, I've saw like I didn't actually know like I didn't get to interact with them on that show. Un- unlike uh, like at Nerdist, where I am like their contact. Like they call my cell phone and they say, "Hey, I'm here." <laughs> so, nice. um, but yeah. So this. I meet more people around. And of course there's, I, my show goes 
on right before Critical Role. So I see all those people and I talk to all of those voice actors um, who do it. So that's awesome. No, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I, I've i not like sat down and talked to many people. Usually I just like let them be. <laughs> but yeah. but yeah, I mean, it, you're, be, but you're, I've you're, definitely run into. You're sucking in their aura. Yeah, exactly. That's just like. I have many heart attacks. Like, this is so fun. <laughs> I love everything. It's cool. I have yet to see uh, Chris Hardwick. I don't think he works in the building. <laughs> Slacker. Always busy Always busy with his They have a nice, uh, they have a Lego. Like, <coughs> the, the Lego Hardwick. The Lego yeah. Hardwick, yeah. That's in the front. So yeah. that's I've, always it, fun. I, I, uh, I definitely don't watch as much as I used to. But I, like, I mean, I remember when, like, Nerdist News started up and, and like I would watch that daily. You guys um, can watch Mothership. It's five thirty on whatever Twitches, the Nerdist Twitch, and the Geek and Sundry Twitch. Go to the Geek and Sundry Twitch. There's more people because they're all asking where Critical Role is. But <laughs> uh, yeah, you can watch that five thirty, six thirty, guys. What all up right. Thursdays? Only for a couple more weeks. So. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Um, well, very cool. Thank you for for. Uh, kind of telling me getting it's it's nice to get to know a little bit more about like what you're doing in that what part. I actually do yeah it's um, like you can't, the, it's hard to like my my aunt's always like I just don't understand what you do like mm-hmm. especially with Norskink and Sundry they're just like what is that like I'm like internet I don't, I don't know yeah it's like it's digital content so it's only on the internet and my mom's like is it something I can watch I'm like no your internet's way too slow to low twitch so no yeah <laughs> and it's uh and and just as a like on a personal note like good for you for getting out there and doing it because i like i mean yeah. i i knew i've known plenty of people who've gone out to la to try and do stuff in film and mm-hmm. and then they become per- professional easy. waiters yeah um and uh and it it's it, it's always a little heartbreaking to see kind of the the drive that they had when they were here um just kind of like get beat out of them by not finding those opportunities right so con- yeah. congratulations to you on, on finding the opportunities thank and you. being able to consistently kind of keep them coming in yeah um, thank you thank you yay i am yay. grateful proud of proud for, of Beasley. for money i do i do enjoy the money the money the just money like having money nice. in general just yeah, yeah. not being a, fun employment's only fun occasionally <laughs> um, <laughs> great well then, uh, wrapping up, we'll dive into topic number four: trove mm-hmm. topics. All uh, right. Oh boy. Uh, the rapid fire of like all the questions from our our dumb friends. Yeah. Um, pretty much. <laughs> and and cool friends. We appreciate I, your support and you wanting to be a part. Of yeah. This, I guess. I mean, some <laughs> some of them. Then other people will just keep asking about Fast and the Furious movies, and, which I've uh, never seen. So jokes on y'all. Joey, <laughs> you know this. Yes. You know I haven't like, seen Fast and the Furious. I, I watched it. She you. asked that question, and then I watched the trailer, and I was just like, I don't know. And then she was like, plot, you know, what's what do you think the plot's going to be? I'm like, yeah. they, uh, family, angry, <laughs> happiness, cars, explosions. <laughs> yeah, it, that's, that's pretty much it. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in, the, in a little bit. Um, uh, uh, trove topics, you can be part of the show. Tweet at uh, me at Snarky Starky or tweet at the uh, the 
the show Twitter at Trove Talk uh, using the hashtag Trove Topics, and uh, and we'll try and uh, incorporate them into the show. Basically, always just keep an eye out. Usually Fridays or Saturdays, whenever I'm recording with the next guest, I'll send out a tweet and say, "Hey, I'm recording with Lauren tonight. What do you want to know?" And uh, and that's when you can. That's the best place to uh, to kind of. Uh, ask the questions so uh, up first Brandon Gann at Games Gann asks uh, in light of the holidays what is your favorite Christmas memory my favorite Christmas memory I have a lot of bad memories for Christmas but well, <laughs> that's, that's just not... family drama but no no no, no, no. That's not good <laughs> <laughs> yeah well <laughs> um, no my favorite like my favorite part about Christmas is we always have like our set traditions like I think a lot of people most families probably do. But one of ours is playing a game called Tripoli. Have you ever heard of Tripoli? Tripoli? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like a huge thing. We all like put in $5 and then we just played around and just it's like not a specific memory. Like it's just like that moment like playing that game. It's like the one time we pull it out and play it, the whole like family plays it and it's just it's like the one time that we're just like in like the best of moods and just like happy and just laughing laughing at each other just drinking it's just like when people like it's just like we always have great memories like there's stories from it of like because like the game is you have to or like part of the game is when you do the i don't even know the appropriate terms but like just like after like the main like poker part if you win you can like get the pot or and there's also the kitty Mm -hmm. which is if you win uh the part where you play all your cards like in a row and uh there's just been times like it's like my grandma or something and she forgets to get the kitty or she forgets to get the pot and we will not everyone will know but we will not say it until the round starts and then there's like there's like great memories of like my grandmother actually like someone else forgetting it but like my grandmother just like waiting and like the second it's like the next round to where they won't be able to get it. She just starts screaming like you forgot like the kitty or whatever and just like starts laughing. And it's just like those moments. Like I love that game because it just brings us all together. And yeah, like, I haven't thought about Tripoli in a long time. No, it's, that's it's definitely a something tradition. Like we grew up playing in, in, in my family and, and, uh, and like, yeah, I remember, like I remember having the, like the board and we like, and, and, uh, and having it all set up and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely something I haven't thought about in probably no, 20 it's years. it's such a fun game. And it's just, like, we tell the same exact stories, like, five times in, like, the week. Like, it's just like, every time we play, we st- tell the same yep. stories because they never get old. And, yeah. no, it's just um, those traditions. Pinochle is, is, like, the big family game that, like, that we would play a lot of the time. I mean, mm-hmm. like, we would also play, like, Monopoly and, and stuff like that but and Yahtzee. And uh, ah. Pinochle was uh, like we would have those same kinds of stories with with Pinochle where because um, we would play like three handed and so you've got like a three card um, uh, kitty that you can bid on and basically mm-hmm. like if you win the bid you take those three cards and then have to right. discard three cards that you had so that you don't have like an advantage of cards and and we would do the same kind of thing whereas like if we would start playing <laughs> we would recognize that like whoever had bid and won the kitty didn't discard their cards um, like they were supposed to and so we would uh, like we basically get to call a mulligan on the round on the, mm-hmm. on the yeah um, because because we were it like, is so great and knowing that they weren't yeah. um in terms of like my favorite christmas memory uh, like also like you touched on um we would have like in my family because uh, 
So my like my mother's side of the family is all out here um, with us. So like mm-hmm. every Christmas, it was basically like we would do um, uh, the the in, uh, immediate family at my at my parents' house, and then for like lunch dinner, we would go over to my grandmother's house and be joined by my grandmother, aunt, and and usually my grandfather would show up for food, um, <laughs> and uh, and we would tell like the same kinds of stories year after year after year. There was like there was one year where. Um, my grandmother was traveling in Europe and bought this very um, tacky-looking, um, uh, like, bedazzled sweater for my aunt. Mm-hmm. And my aunt opens it up and holds it up. And the first thing I say is, why does it say big in just big, bold sequins? <laughs> like, it's just got the word big written on it in, mm-hmm. like, in sequins. And my grandmother's like, I didn't even notice that. And, and And so, like, it was just a running joke every year. We yeah. would talk about, like that sweater and how my grandmother was basically calling my aunt fat one year. Um, <laughs> and so we would have, we would kind of have those stories that built up over yeah. over time. And so my favorite like direct Christmas memory is one year when I was like having, I, like I, I was like out of work. Um, and so I just didn't have the money to kind of give every, like buy everybody something. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote a script um, for, for yeah. my family and like printed out copies for everybody and basically, like, gave everybody their copy of the script, and we read out my script with everybody, like, reading their own roles, mm-hmm. um, and it was basically, like, touching on all of those stories and having all of those moments, and so it was, like, Aww, I just, like, yeah. I wrote, like, a sketch for my family, basically, to perform. Really doing that theater. And, and theater. really touch, uh, touch kind of all of those kind of touchstones uh, yeah. within the family, so... Um, so, yeah, that's that's what stands out for me, and that's, and that's the new story that we kind of, that, like is talked about every year it's like my aunt will say hey remember when you like wrote that script for everybody yeah it's always the same stuff yeah yeah i love it uh next Corey hicks at chixie underscore two uh c hicksie uh asks uh what is your favorite day of the year and why is it my birthday kappa and uh you can tell he's canadian because he uh he uses the u in favorite One one of them canadian folks so what is your favorite day of the year and um, is it actually his birthday? I don't know what his birthday is, so okay. maybe? No, yeah. not really. I would say that my favorite day of the year is Christmas, despite, like, saying, like, there are bad memories. But it's just, like, it's the one time, like, especially now, more so than ever, it's the one time I'm actually with my entire family. It's the only time during the year that I get to see everyone. It's, like, the only time during the year, maybe twice, that I see my parents. Like, it's, it's always going to be or it's always that consistent like i will be there for christmas like everyone will be there i get to see everyone there are there's family drama but i at least get to see every you know it's just like but in the end we're a family and it's just another time together but i just there's no other day that uh i really like get excited for i guess um because it's just any any other normal day, so. Yeah. But no, that and like probably like New Year's Eve is a great year because it's always like my brother's uh, friend. It's just always a good time New Year's Eve as well, uh, just with my family or whatever party I'm at. I don't know. Mm. It's always yeah. you know that's gonna be happening. <laughs> yeah, I I lean towards towards Christmas myself because um, like the other big touchstone like holidays like i think of like halloween i'm like i've done enough dress up in theater that like halloween is a holiday i don't like halloween um, either new year's i like 
my introversion kicks in like in full gear at times and mm. so um so like that's yeah. that's not one i guess like in recent years i would say like kind of funny live day whenever that's gonna be like that's, that's true that's if i can choose that day. sure i didn't know if i had to of, like choose a specific yeah. day <laughs> like may um, 25th every yeah. year um uh, so yeah that's 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 where i sit now but uh, uh, like in terms of like consistent day every year yeah it's mm-hmm. gonna be christmas because um because get to see family it's i mean like family, I, I, yeah. I see those family members every every week pretty much um, <laughs> at this point um but it's uh it's it's like the spirit of of everything is a uh, is a lot of fun mm-hmm, for sure um up next, uh, Tyler Ferguson at Doom, Doomhammer Seven T asks, "Was it nerve wracking to watch so much uh, Gilmore Girls so quickly?" So this is in reference to you—you uh, you just binged all of the Gilmore Girls. That's um, true, I did. And uh, and I will also link in the in the description uh, you and uh, one of the people asking a question later, uh, Fiona and Joey Noel also who asks a question later, <laughs> uh, all guested on all a, our friends uh, on a Gilmore Girls episode of uh, Gilmore Girls specific episode of the Lipstick Nerds which I've been on myself um, uh, earlier this week and you guys just kind of devoted an entire two streams yeah. because of technical difficulties to uh, to Gilmore Girls so, had... but and you were kind of the the new the noob the new... uh, who had just really gotten into it yeah. So yeah, what was what was that experience like? Yeah, I never podcasted before until this week, and now I've done two. Um, I, I, it was actually nerve wracking because at first I started going slow, so I was just like enjoying it, and then I realized, oh shit, there's no way I'm going to make it if I keep up with this pace. So it actually, yeah, it was actually kind of nerving um, because I really wanted to. Uh, watch it, like watch the new, uh, what are you, the revival, um, when it came out. So I didn't quite make it, but at least made it the same week. Like I got the week, like came out like on Friday and I watched it on like Sunday or something, but, or Monday, like I watched it that next week. So I at least got the week span down, but yeah, it became like a, oh shit, I need to speed this up. So that's why I like, I binged. It, I went literally from watching like an episode or two a day, tweeting about it, Nikki and Joey being like, you're never going to make it. <laughs> like you need to speed up. And I'm like, I, I have a life, man. And so to where I just like my weekend just became my weekend, my entire night, my lunch break at work, everything became Gilmore Girls. I, to give you a glimpse, it was like, fine, fine, fine. And then a Sunday, I watched the entire season four of Gilmore Girls. And then the next Sunday is when I watched the entire season seven of Gilmore Girls. So I had watched season four on Sunday, then proceeded to watch all of season five and all of season six on the nights (laughs) of that week. And then I watched all of season seven Sunday. And it was Sunday slash Monday morning because I go into work late on Mondays. But, and then I started watching the revival. So, yes, it was nerve-wracking. I did not think about it that way, but it really was because I was stressed that I was not going to make it. I did not make it, but it's close enough. <laughs> it's close. I did good work. And now I have, it's going from, like, 
your entire like free time being Gilmore Girls to like not having Gilmore Girls, it's an adjustment. And I don't yeah. like it. I stopped playing WoW for Gilmore Girls. I was like, I don't have time for anything. <laughs> like, fuck Gilmore you have Girls. So much time. I know. Now I'm just like, what do I do with my life? Like, <laughs> I love all these people. These have been like my people for a whole month. <laughs> I'll go do a podcast with Trevor for three hours. Yeah, there we go. That works. Um, great. Uh, up next, uh, we have Zyger uh, asks a handful of questions. Um, at Zyger1337. Yeah, little, little, do, little... do you say, is it Red Zyger1337 or is it Red Zyger Leet? I, because I've never been into Leet speak. I I've actually one, never pronounced it that way, but I, I I'm say just one, three, three, trolling seven, myself. Knowing, Takes knowing one to know one, means, man. Yeah, yeah, knowing that it means lead, I say one three three seven more 13, so to spite him. Because <laughs> there's is a the least lead person I know. There is totally not an accidental lead in Gilmore Girls. I tweeted a picture about it. They were on a web page, and it's like you know back in the day when like it had the view counts at the bottom. Totally, the view number. They scroll down. It was one through three. So I was like, "That is not accidental. That is awesome." <laughs> that's that's somebody. <laughs> yeah. That graphic for them is a nerd. Yeah, exactly. I was awesome. like, "That is amazing. I'll have this forever." <laughs> nice. Uh, so Zyger asks, uh, "Why do you uh, why do you love Joey and Noel so much more than me? We smashed together with Nick and Tim." Well, if the criteria is to smash, then Joey and I are good. We are good to go. That is why. No. I love Joey because she's just better than you, Sager. How about that? <laughs> I, I can support that. How about that? Um, but that was uh, he's so he's also referring to you guys met I think during last year's Extra Life stream yes. when Nick and Tim uh, were playing Smash Brothers with the community people. Yes, I uh, signed up to do the Smash Bros. Uh, tournament or not tournament, but just Smash Bros. play time with Nick and Tim during uh, the kind of funny Extra Life year one. Um, yeah, Zyger was the one that was, like, putting people in and out of the game. So, I, uh, yeah, I played Smash with him. And that was the first time I really interacted with him. He had to add me on my Wii U. So, I became friends with Zyger on the Wii U. Um, I think he's, like, and, my only friend on the Wii U as well. <laughs> right. And then, uh, I don't even know from there how anything happened at that point. Uh, but, no, we just I just had a good time. And uh, that that day is when I kind of got more involved, I think, with the community. Just, like, knowing Zyger a little bit and just, like, seeing more. I just kind of – I had the Discord there, and I just – I don't know. That's when I learned that, like, Lindsay was, like, a person. And then just – I just – I saw the inner workings of Kind of Funny more, or the community at least. And cool. all went from there. Uh, Zyger also asks – to Lauren, what's something you would tell 10-year-old Lauren? And just for fun, 10-year-old Trevor. You fucking troll, man. Um, I would tell 10-year-old Lauren. <sighs> Let's see. I would, if, because it's like one of those things, my life turned out fine. Like, there's nothing I need to warn myself about. Uh, I would, like, I don't want to fuck anything up because I'm, like, trying to warn them. Like, it's all for the better. But, um... I don't know. I I guess I wish, like, it's more of a, if I could go back in time and change something. Uh, I wish just, like, when I was younger and, like, in high school and stuff, I did more film stuff, film-related stuff. So just, like, I tell myself, like, don't be afraid to do that stuff because I always kind of had a small passion for it. Like, 
or like wanting to do it, but I never like really pursued it. A lot of my friends did it and I guess I just didn't want to be like doing the same exact thing as my friends or like looking like I was following them or anything. So um, I guess it's just don't be afraid to like do something you kind of want to do. My dad had a camera like I could have easily like gone around and done that stuff when I was younger but and I always kind of wanted to but I never actually did it. So I always wonder what would be a little different if I had been doing that from the get-go sort of thing. And I'm supposed to tell 10-year-old Trevor something? Apparently. Or you. Okay. No, yeah, yeah you, you were supposed to tell 10-year-old, 10-year-old Trevor. 10-year-old Trevor. What? What? Have you been in the group chat when I've, like, sent, when I've put in the pictures of, like, like 8-year-old Trevor or something? I think so, yeah. Me as, me as a young, young, cute little kid? <laughs> young, Talk cute to that kid, kid and be like, it's all going to go downhill. It's all going to go <laughs> downhill. Remember that theater thing you were thinking about doing? <laughs> just, just yeah. drop it. Just, just drop away. it right now. Walk, walk away. No, no bueno. Uh, no. I'd probably tell Tenille Trevor something similar to me. It's just like more of a just don't be because you like writing and you like doing. I don't know if like ten-year-old Trevor, what you your like hobbies were, but uh, it's just like a similar like uh you can like reaching for the stars or whatever isn't like just the same like you you grow up to be like in this day and age that like that's actually a possibility you can actually like meet people and like kind of like achieve your dreams in a sense so like don't and like you did acting so you clearly pursued like a dream but <laughs> like <laughs> so it's just no i was i was in it for the money <laughs> you were in it for were you <laughs> yeah you wanted absolutely. to be the famous one yeah. <laughs> i'm the, gonna uh, be yeah, famous I, I, I would say since I'll, I'll play along and and do i yeah my my advice for like 10 year old trevor is pretty much the same like uh if i if i could go back now i'd say hey you're going to really want to write about video games. So start doing that now. Right. Exactly. Way sooner. Um, exactly. Uh, so that, like, uh, so that I get, so I do get a head start on it. Cause if, if I were, if I were doing what I'm doing now, like when I was out of high school, I would be whole I, I could right, very yeah. easily be in the same kind of boat as a Gregor Colin because right. we're all about the same age. Like mm-hmm. Colin's a few months older than me. So we could all like, I would, I, I would be in that, level or I right. could be in that level um yeah. when it, and and that like back then it was way easier to get into it i mean it's still still like a nightmarishly difficult <laughs> yeah easier than maybe i'd than also tell 10 year old lauren to play mario 64 on the n64 uh, yeah. Like, yeah, you're no? fine you're fine not playing really Mario's. you no, think no, I'm, I'm just kidding i'm just you think i'm fine um i i would say uh i, I would here's all the games I, you fucked up about like you're a bad gamer child <laughs> go yeah, play I, these I games i would tell uh i would tell 10 year old lauren Hey, you're really gonna like World of Warcraft, so you should start playing it sooner. Right? Like, just accept it. Just become pro vanilla. Get, get in and vanilla yeah, get player. in on vanilla. Like, make a name for yourself. Yeah. Get be be Leroy Jenkins. Before get Beasley Leroy on all the servers. I don't, just, what is, yeah. I meant to ask, what is the Leroy Jenkins thing? Like, I know that Leroy that's from Wow, right? Jenkins. Yeah. It's just it's a. I don't even know how to. I don't even really know. I know it's an achievement okay. on Wow. So. I know. I, don't, I knew it was an achievement or a, a, a trophy from uh, Borderlands. Oh yeah, it is. No, there's, it's there's a. a it's in WoW. It's just there. there's like a Leor Jenkins like NPC, oh. and 
I think it's had something to do with... It may have something to do with the lore, but I don't pay attention to the lore, so... Uh, up next, Ben Bellevue, Ben Jingle Bellevue, at Mr. Bento Box, last week's guest, mm-hmm. uh, asks, How much better are your lives now that you know me? It's actually worse, so... Oh. Thanks, Ben, for fucking everything up. Uh, you are, like... You're doing... Like, you've got the good... <laughs> good like office style snark going right <laughs> where you ju- like doing it very dryly very yeah. like that i mean that was a very pam thing to say right <laughs> so well done and i'm not gonna take it back so well done. No. uh ben i i cherish that that i know you and can can invite you on we can talk about hamilton um uh so my life is infinitely rich because of that so uh don't fuck that up um <laughs> Uh, ben also asked, and I, I, I used him kind of there to transition into some of the, like, kind of building off of our, our conversation on the getting to yeah. know you topic. Um, we've got a few questions now kind of looking specifically at you and, and career-wise goals and whatnot. So Ben also asks, um, uh, what's the biggest lesson you've taken away from working in Hollywood? Yeah, uh, probably the biggest lesson I have found is to, least least Hollywood-wise, is to not get comfortable where you're at um always in the sense like not like i don't mean that like as a negative thing just like as a just always be prepared um for everything like uh i know for me like and it's also like it's also a segue to just like also don't stress either i have a problem a lot i stress about like when my jobs end um and like will i ever work again kind of thing and i've had to learn and learn from others that tell me just like don't worry about it things will come around if you work you know the few jobs you do work work hard you know be take note like people will take note of you um if you do a good job and if you work uh, hard so it's like don't get too comfortable where you're at because you with freelancing you'll always be changing um and always just like always be on your toes i guess in the sense uh but also don't stress about like uh being unemployed is not the end of the world like you will bounce back and like people will call you it's just like things sometimes just don't line up perfectly like it's actually really nice and things line up perfectly but that doesn't happen often so it's just those are the lessons i've had to take to heart because i stress out very easily like when my financials just stop or like my like income stops and i'm always constantly saving my money for in case like I don't work for six months which like hopefully will never happen but it's just like I'm always just there prepared you know you you do have to prepare for the worst like here um even though ideally you that would never actually happen yeah great mm-hmm. um uh Cameron Abbott Cameron Abbott at Unsexiest Comedy uh also asks my only question is how uh how she feels about taking the entertainment world by storm <laughs> Well, I am feeling better about it these days. Um, it sucked last year. Uh, you just like having to like make those connections and just being on your own and financials again, just being in the negative every month. Um, you got to move out here with some money so that you can sustain yourself for a bit. Uh, so I was luckily like never really in too much trouble, but it's just like it sucked watching money just get eaten up like so much of it like i'd never seen so you know like so 
So, it so having money put into your bank account yeah is way better than yeah so second year two taking by storm great great idea it's been much better um i've made some great friends great I mean, contacts you probably should have just tried taking the world by storm in year one i think that would have been the way to go <laughs> right yeah that would ideally that could have worked out but no i'm not that cool trevor not that great <laughs> um uh back to zyger for uh you've worked on a lot of shows lauren uh, but if you could create your own show of anything, what would it be about? I would want to do a something I've always wanted to do um, is like a docu series on um, internet communities, kind of thing. So to try to erase that stigma, um, just like oh, you know, don't make friends online. You know, like back in the day when. They're like, oh, never tell anyone your real name. You know, your username, don't be your real name. And now your username's always your real name. Like, it, like, just doesn't matter anymore. Like, I would love to, like, if, like, a documentary or, like, a docuseries that's just, like, educating people on the stigma. Or just, like, that there's no, like, it's just the way of the world now. Um, And, like, maybe it's not, like, maybe it's just, like, in the gaming community because, like, so much of what you do is online so you just kind of naturally fall into it so i'd almost want it like kind of like the guild like how felicia day did a show like around that like even do like a fictional i really like that premise but i would love to kind of teach people about it maybe even like work with christian and like make a kind of like make it a kind of funny focus like that community in general christian has a ton of b-roll that i could use and then just have like a lot of interviews and the docuseries and just kind of um put it together and how people's lives would be different without uh without the internet like without the people they have met online without if there was no like internet communication if it was just solely like a solo thing you did and you met no one online you never like uh did any of that like how different their lives would be uh career paths would change things like that so that's always something i would love to make if I ever actually did anything creative. Nice. I mean, but p- pitch I, it to Legendary. I'm sure you can get like the, the Nerdist and Geek and Sundry communities. Like, yeah. Get, yeah, that's true. Uh, kind of like, I mean, they seem they seem like some of the good ones. Because that's, they are. that's my fear is like, you, we, like talking to internet communities, we are absolutely like fortunate in, in our kind of experiences, it sounds right. like, compared to the more toxic communities though. yeah and the i say kind of funny just because i am more educated on kind of funny's community than anyone else's so um it doesn't have to be that but just like and obviously it wouldn't be solely that either that's just like i would be able to make a docuseries better if it was with that specific community and then having like no it is thinking sundry like communities just as examples too but i would love to have like interviews like with community members on how uh what that's changed and like with like um the guys like their opinion on how a good community has uh helped them slash how they wouldn't be anything without these people online kind of thing and like how they've even met people on the you know like things like that so just all fronts i would like to make a docu-series like that very nice and i know uh i know he didn't ask me on it but um uh, I will chime in anyway <laughs> because 
Uh, and I, I mentioned this to Ben when we were actually hanging out at Disneyland because Ben. I take uh, notes. I'm gonna steal your idea. Go. That's fine. Uh, so I, I mean, Ben's <laughs> probably gonna steal it too, maybe, because um, he's going to school for screenwriting. He sure is. Um, he sure is. Uh, but we talked uh, back because I, I used to do like sketch comedy and stuff when I was in college, mm-hmm. and, and so I right. that was kind of some of my earlier writing was was writing stuff like that, and I worked for Sam's Club for a number of years, and then I worked for Costco um, for uh, okay. a couple years. Um, uh, as a a cart pusher in both places, and so I would like come up with so if like, I ever need tons of cart, stories. a cart pusher, yeah, I know who to call. It, so yeah, I mean, like I I basically had like like a season mapped out for a, a fake a show in my head called Cart Crew um, that would have like oh fun surrounded uh, a, a group of people who work in pushing carts. Yeah, um, you had you know it was it was it would have been like an office type of like documentary mm-hmm. comedy uh kind of show you got your, your main guy who's like he's just doing it because he needs a job you've got like the lifer who um who like is in their 40s and has been pushing carts for 20 years yeah because that's what they're that's what they do with their lives um the uh the girl who is only doing it because when i worked um at one of my locations like they didn't allow women to push carts for safety concerns because of the neighborhood um, and so, like, I've got, like, I had a character in there that, like, yeah. she fought um, uh, basically, a, a, like, a court case kind of thing to mm-hmm. be allowed to push carts. And so that was oh, kind no. of her, her character uh, yeah. archetype. Um, you have, like, the 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 door greeter who yeah. is, like, borderline senile but also, like, provides, like, the, the, <laughs> the aged wisdom yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, when he's, you know telling you to good old cnl good core reader, yeah and then like the crappy manager boss kind of thing and it was it was like i had i had like a whole thing mapped out where you could like because i went from being a cart person to then i went inside and was was a cashier and then mm-hmm. i worked in other departments and stuff so you could kind of build build the show from there yeah. and like introduce just just like the office or parks and rec have like the bigger worlds and like mm-hmm. other branches or, or whatever you could introduce right. other departments throughout yeah. the uh, throughout the show that's a fun idea introduce new characters so yeah, yeah that, was, I, that, that would be my idea for the show if i had to be, yeah, yeah yeah that's i like uh, that based off of real 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 life experiences oh yeah if i and had to do like, like a yeah like i had basically i had episodes that were basically just well this is these this are is, random this things literally happened with, <laughs> yeah like, uh, like, this actually happened um the, the disgusting things you find pushing carts, Ugh, like yeah. I would find uh, people like just change their baby's diapers and leave dirty diapers in their carts. Oh I would have to clean those up. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I, yeah. Um, it, that, no. I, uh, I witnessed a carjacking, um, and so that would be an episode. What do like you somebody, even do in that situation? Came out, um, <laughs> I, I was on the radio calling for like the rent-a-cop to show up and, and actually the do their job. <laughs> Because we had like we had you know the, the guy who sat in the, in a security uh, in yeah. his car in a security uniform, yeah, in case something like that happened, and mm-hmm. um, he would like walk around the store in the lot That's like once every hour or something. And other than that, he would just sit in his car. So yeah, I, like I would pretty have I had like I had I had notebooks full of like character breakdowns and see like episode synopses for like a full season kind of yeah. written out. Um, so that was like if I ever went into tried to go into like film production that's definitely the show i would pitch um, yeah if i had to do a scripted show i'd do one like unreal uh one that's just like a scripted version of what the fuck production's like 
so that everyone can see the craziness that it yeah. can be. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, as we as we alluded to earlier, uh, Joey Noel at Joey Noel asks, uh, "What did you think of the Fate of the Furious trailer?" Um, Had no idea what Fate of the Furious was. Googled it. Was brought to the trailer. <laughs> watched the trailer. Was confused, <laughs> and We're, just okay. said, "This is yeah, I I." This is a movie I don't really care to see. Is what I or I yeah. I'll see it. Like if I'm not saying I'll see it, I'm saying I would see it if I had to. Uh, we uh, Joey and I joke. So Joey, like this is a recurring bit on the show at this point where Joey will ask about Fast, Fast and, and the Furious stuff because okay, that all makes I've sense only now. ever seen the first movie. Gotcha. Um, and so when when this yeah. trailer dropped last week, I was like, oh god, she's gonna she's gonna ask something about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, at, like I watched it. Like I know enough about the series to know like I think. it's it, it's become this ridiculous like thing. That, I like, did. It, it started out as just cars and racing, but now it's really about family. And I appreciated like, that they legit said like, family, and like yeah. I was like, oh, I thought that was a Nick and Tim thing. Yeah. No, that's no, like straight uh, up. Yeah, it definitely looks like uh, Dom is is turned to the dark side or is being like blackmailed or something. Um, I know Brienne, our friend, uh, Miss Movies, because um, I think like Helen Mirren is in it. So like there, like there are rumors of like you know is is she like and she's she wasn't in the trailer. Um, so what is uh you know what how is is that affecting? Is that what's like what Dom mm-hmm. is trying to protect or something? I don't know. I like. It's going to be a dumb movie. Um, Joey and I, the the weekend it comes out, Joey and I will be uh, in San Francisco for Nikki's wedding. Um, so oh, I imagine we might try and like get together and go see it. Um, That's fun. Uh, even if I haven't seen the rest of them at this point. Um, uh, as a follow up, there Zyger asks, "Is family really dead?" Um, yes, Zyger. Family is is. You should not. You should not invest any of your time in family because family will just always disappoint you. But congratulations on your new baby brother. <laughs> yeah, he is a baby. Um, and then, uh, and then, yeah, Joey. Joey comes back with, uh, uh, "Are there any plot predictions?" No, like uh, uh, plot predictions. Uh, crazy things will happen with cars. Mm-hmm. Um, explosions. Explosions will happen. There's a Gunt. submarine in that trailer, so a car will come out of that submarine. Is my prediction, uh, um, and that's that's. About, Can they? I, are there going to be underwater cars? Or are the cars just going to like do ooh, a Batmobile style transition to submarine? That's a good one. I, I like. Is the submarine like really that. a car? Is what? Yeah. Is what we're it's, it, the submarine so. has wheels, so it's going to come yeah. out. It's going to come mm-hmm. out of that ice like it is in the trailer, and it's going to land. And then it's going to continue chasing um, on its like yeah. super crazy wheels. It will continue chasing all of the other cars that are driving yeah. along ice because they've run out of buildings if, to fly yeah. them out of. I guess. If not, we have the plot to see in the Furious, so there we will we get right on that. Um, yeah, if, uh, if, uh, <laughs> what, Fury Nine. That's, yeah, that's Fury Nine is Fate in the fa- is, Fast Fast in the Fury Nine. That's fast. <laughs> is Fate in the Fury? Is that the eighth one? Yeah, that's why is yeah, it called so they, Fate and the Furious? Because why isn't fate, it Fast and the Furious Eight? Fate has can can be. F8. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean that's that's my guess. Oh god! Fate has, fate's <laughs> it. 
Oh, jeez. Um, <laughs> yep. And that's all you need to know about the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, movies, really. I think I have just concluded <laughs> that whole thing. Um, last uh, last round of questions. Uh, Fiona McKinnon at Zoranix asks, uh, "Where do you see yourself in five years?" And then she uh, she came back with a, a quick follow up of to twist the question. Bees, where do you think Trevor will be in five years, and vice versa? So let's we'll do each other basically. So where do you see yourself in five years? I'll do where I see myself in five years, and then we can okay. Switch. So where do you um, see yourself in five years, Lauren? It's it's hard. I because I think five years in the future, and I'm like, I don't even know if I'll still be in LA. Like, in the sense of just like companies that are around, because I want to start focusing more on digital stuff, um, and coordinating for that stuff. So I don't even know. I could be who knows where I'll be, but I do surely to God in five years I will be at least doing content that I like, ideally in a full-time manner. Um, I could still be coordinating that time. It just it all depends on the company and what they deem is whatever. But I see myself keeping to this field of like production, um, ideally, and doing content that I enjoy. Rather, it's still with like uh, Nerdist, Reeking, and Sundry. Or I don't even know other companies like Rooster Teeth or whatever, IGN, all those, all those. Ones. So that's where I think I can achieve that in five years. I better if I am still doing reality TV in five fucking years. It is no, no, we'll, it will be we'll, game over. There will be lots of drinking. <laughs> there will um, be lots of rage. Uh, yeah, same same vein. Like I, it's entirely possible, and and I always try and keep this like as a as a stark reality like i could still be doing like nothing industry wise gaming industry wise in five years like i could like i i've certainly like come a long way in the last year and a half two years um but i could absolutely like stall out here and so it's it's like worst case scenario i'm still doing like my my current day job of like database management like i'm I, i i'll like I'll build up a, a bigger team, be you know managing a bigger database or something like that. That is affording me the opportunity to still go and do and and do the the gaming stuff on the side is like the passion project. But ideally, yeah, like I, I get in with an IGN. Um, I I often talk about the notion of like a lot of people want to go to IGN, be the next Greg Miller or the next Marty Sleever or something like that. Whereas I want to do a bit of I mean like editorial stuff absolutely i want to do but i also want to use like my business acumen and like the 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 business management degree that i went mm-hmm. to or that i went to school for and basically become the next pair um the general manager yeah um, just doing I, your passion but yeah. with another pa- that's why I like you can do two things like put them together it's nice yeah. so that's uh so yeah hopefully you know five years i will be in a secured position at something like an ign and kind of working my way up to do the editorial kind of content I love and, and talking about and writing about video games, but also like running things on the back end and, and, yeah. and kind of doing the like whatever the, the like the I mean partly the equivalent of like mm-hmm. coordination there. Um, yeah. making sure that, you know, the ship is running um, in the way that it should. Um, because I think yeah. that's something I can offer personally that I can offer that not everybody who's trying to make it into this industry and trying to do what I'm trying to do can. Yeah. Um, 
So that's that's where I see myself. In terms of where I see you in five years, um, I mean, yeah, like uh, very much like you said, I like especially after this conversation and seeing kind of where you've been able to grow um, in in just the last year, two years. Um, uh, I, I like you being a production manager or even a line producer in five years is absolutely, I think, in the in the realm of possibility. I think, and and ideally, yeah, you 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 found a taste of what you want to do, um, and I think it will drive you to kind of keep um, uh, to keep pursuing that, and and tr- like in, in the same way that like I've got a taste of of IGN stuff. Yeah, that's with what I've turned yeah. the last two years of my life into. <laughs> um, uh, and and pushing to make that happen, I think you will yeah. you very much do the same kind of make make whatever you can get out of that out of that. Yeah. Okay. And thank you. I hope so. Uh, but for you, yeah, I do not think you're going to stall out. I don't think you're going to be where you are. I don't think you're going to be leaving in Phoenix in five years. I 100% believe that you are going to be. I don't know if it's with IGN. Uh, you could start out there. I believe you will start out at IGN, but who knows in five years you could have accepted another position somewhere else you could have been at IGN for three years and then like found a business like someone that uh allowed you to do that there but I uh 100% believe that you will be doing uh be in a field in the gaming industry there is a fucking siren going it on it's, like, it's every other time it's come up yeah it's it's come this is up just like really loud. i've been talking and so yeah. i've actually like stretched out what i was gonna say yeah until you're awake. i live I right just, next to I a can, hospital i can just mute your audio for for the for, oh, for nice. those other times when i'm talking i can just mute the uh, the siren out but yeah this this one hit while you were talking so yeah so i'll probably have to leave that one in yeah i live next to a hospital guys sorry <laughs> apparently everyone can hear it um but no no i see you um in the gaming industry field for sure um whether or not you will be doing business by t- the time in five years i don't know um i wouldn't be surprised if you weren't if you were still working your way up because right now everyone knows you for your writing and everything else so i see you but of course you do know a lot of people that could maybe put you in there like at least closer to the mixture so it's very possible but you could still just be writing which is not the end of the world that is still awesome i can see you very close in five years like i just know that sometimes it takes kind of a long time to like kind of work your way like up or whatever and i don't know how quick ign or like anyone uh, works so it just it all depends on uh how uh or if you jump to another company that gives you that opportunity, et cetera, et cetera. But no, I 100% see you definitely going towards that path. Uh, yeah. I don't see you, like, stalling at all. Like, no, you're not going to be in this apartment in five years, Trevor, for I, I sure. Because I've been in this apartment for the better part of 12 years at this point. No, uh, I... Um, oh, no, like, well, yeah, like, I, I moved into this apartment in December of 2003. Yeah. Um, and then... Outside of like eight months that I was in another place, um, mm-hmm. I have basically been here the entire time. So yeah, yeah, it's it's I'm ready for a change. Yeah, a little change. change. Like yeah, you'll so. definitely be in San Francisco, if not maybe yeah. Austin. Uh, if you like somehow hop on over with Rooster Teeth or something, you know, yeah, like if, but if I if I join everybody else that that headed over, right? Exactly. But no, I no you 
have done a lot these like past year and a half like two years and you have worked really hard and people have to like have taken notice of it and you'll like you are good I don't think you have anything to worry about in five years you'll definitely be at least doing what you want to do for the most part (laughs) I appreciate that and and I definitely if if I am fortunate enough to do so um as I as I often talk about I will do like whatever I can to like bring my friends along for the ride oh, yeah. um, that's it's all that's about the contacts man no it, it, it is and that's and i mean you 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 touched on it i've talked about it, i think on here or on other things that i've been like mm-hmm. it's in both of our kind of industries and fields it's very yeah. much uh, it's it's so much who you know but then also like it's it's a mix of who you know and being able to do the job and yeah. it's very much like you have to know somebody to to get your foot in the door mm-hmm. and then once you do you have to show to them very quickly and very um, like uh, uh, efficiently that you can do what they need you to do um, and if it's if you if you know the person and can't do what you need to do that's not going to work out if yeah. you can do it but don't know the right people that's not going to work out so mm-hmm. it is very much like every every opportunity I've had career wise so far. Um, even outside of all this has been like I knew the right person to get me the interview right yeah to come in and say here's why I think I'd be a good fit Um, yeah uh, a lot of times all you need is the interview and like you can show yourself like how awesome you are it's just it's so hard to get that that interview like a lot of times like without the kind of the inside yeah I mean, especially with my like, career, there is no such thing as an interview. So what up? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that? like I like I look at um, uh, some of the opportunities I've had, and it's at, like I will apply uh, or I'll send out a resume, and I'll know that um, a thousand other resumes got submitted, right. and so yeah. I don't have somebody like championing me to say, "Hey, like look at this resume." It's not even going to make it through a filter. Right. It's true. Um, it's one hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. So that's that's absolutely um, kind of the realities of of what we're like what what we're kind of looking at is it is so much who you know to help you get to exactly where. and it's like it's not like even like you're not qualified for the job at all it's like that's the problem you are incredibly qualified and you will do a great job at it but it's like that that person needs to be there to like help you get there and so it can be frustrating but at the same time nice too just knowing that. You're just a call away, almost. Yeah. But well, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for joining me, Lauren, uh, this week on Trove Talk. Um, uh, people can find you at Beasley Play. Uh, Beasley, Beasley tweets, tweets on tweets. Twitter. Beasley B E E S O Y. There's no E between the L and the Y. And it's Beasley. There's no E in snarky either. <laughs> yeah, and then it's Beasley plays for Twitter. Or not Twitter, uh, Twitch, Twitch. Um, and then which I stream a whole once a year, maybe awesome. more. I have this camera now, like who knows, maybe. Um, and then, yeah, I I am all over the place. Like Snapchat, I'm LB and, and Wilson. You just changed your like Instagram. I just name. changed my Instagram name to Lauren Beth Wilson <laughs> to my entire full name. Uh, that made uh, El Bopoli make a lot more sense though, knowing that Beth is your middle name. Yes, indeed. It all, and yeah, is it, no. And is no it, one understood. Is, is Elbopoly because of Tripoli? No, it's Elbiopoly for Monopoly. Because okay. Monopoly was my That's, favorite game yeah. in well, middle I, school. Yeah, I, like I, I got that it's Elbiopoly. 
Um, I just say Labopolis. I know everyone does <laughs> because it's like, funnier. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, um, since, since you mentioned Tripoli, I was like, oh, maybe it, like I figured. Yeah, it, was it can be Tripoli but, too. I was like, yeah. oh, it could be Tripoli. It it works both ways. But no, that was seventh grade, Lauren. Back when your username wasn't supposed to be um, your full name. So, but now we live in the new day and age. Yeah, that now, my Instagram now name Facebook is a reality. Is literally you... my entire name. There you go. So, that's how it is. And that's um, all the social medias, I think, that exists. Excellent. Well, thank you again uh, for, for being on the show. Um, uh, thank you for watching the show or listening to the show, if, you, uh, if, if that's how you consumed the, uh, the content this week. Uh, as always, you can find me on Twitter at Snarky Starky. You can find the show at Trove Talk. Uh, you can see whatever I've been working on writing um, recently on, uh, on TrevorTrove.com. Uh, the most recent stuff I published this week were uh, I, I put up a, a very in-depth review of my love of the Hamilton mixtape, my first time doing a, uh, a, a musical album review. Uh, outside. And, and just in general, I've added a non-gaming section to, uh, to the page. Um, I saw Rogue One last night, so by the time this is coming out, I might have some thoughts on Rogue One up. Um, uh, real good movie. And... Um, yeah, I think I think that's that's all the plugs for the time being. Um, uh, as uh, this will be the last episode that you're hearing before Christmas, have a merry Christmas if uh, if that's what you're celebrating. Uh, happy holidays for whatever else. Um, and uh, as always, from uh, from here at the Trove, treasure your friends.